Halloween Ed Gein themed double feature for you tonight, plus uh, a little bonus phone call with a boy's best friend at the end of the episode. But for now, strap in for Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's six pack double feature. Oh, that sucked. No, it. it <laughs> oh man, this just it's from Poland. What do you expect? It's from, so it's. It's putting the beer cap back on then? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. My favorite part is the uh, transfer of your fist into the desk, which goes into the springs of the mic stand. I need to do bought. this next time. Jerk off? Yeah, you got to jerk off three times? No, you got to jerk off three once. times. you got to jerk off once. once. But you got to do enough. It's got to be enough to shoot. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, gang. <laughs> it's the fall. It's It's something. Let's just say... Just for conversation's sake, what if there was a creepy guy that lived in the first half of the 20th century, and he lived in Wisconsin, and he was a weird guy. He liked to rob graves, and he had an infatuation with his mother. If, mother, we, if, if we were going to make a I've movie... I've heard a mother is the boy's best friend. If we were going to make a couple of movies about the same guy, I guess they'd be Psycho and Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. They would be. That's what we're talking about today for your Halloween episode, kids. Here's a trailer for Psycho. Here we have a quiet little motel tucked away off the main highway. And as you see, perfectly harmless looking. When in fact, it has now become the well, the murderer, you see, crept in here very slowly. Of course, the shower was on. There was no sound. And, uh... The six-minute trailer, you say. Six and a half. Don't forget the last 30 seconds. Wait. Is it so much that it was a trailer that we fast-forwarded through? It or was considered a trailer, but... Alfred Hitchcock walked around the set, most likely after filming Psycho, as a promotional video or promotional for film theaters. For theaters, that okay. And you have to remember that his and he show, basically tells he basically tells the story of Psycho kind in six minutes. Of, okay, he hints at it left and right, but my God, yeah, dude, come six on, six and a half minutes. Get on with it. Yeah, you thought you thought the trailer for Dirty Harry was. Bad. Man, and it's more that that's a terrible Hitchcock. I, I can't do a Hitchcock impression. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try. Yep, we're doing Goody. Psycho first. Good evening. Good evening. That's what he's. he's it's like a. It's like a fucked up Jimmy Stewart with a with a British accent. with a weird uh, jowl, jowly he's, British accent. And yeah, probably four or five fingers of scotch, a fist of scotch, a fist, a Hitchcock of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. It's an Orson. How much would you like? A Hitchcock of Scotch? I'd like an, an Orson, Orson of, of Scotch. An Orson of chicken, chicken and a Hitchcock of Scotch. <laughs> that man is a party animal. Thirteen Ugh. chickens. <laughs> Thirteen chickens. It's a baker's dozen. No, it's an Orson. Oh, it's an Orson. Sorry. <laughs> oh, fuck. This movie attacks you like straight away with, with the music, with the opening, the, the stabby, yeah. the stabby music, and the the graphics and the titles. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah. and they come in. They're all sideways, and they're like that's all bass for you. They're weird, like sharp, acute angles, and yeah, ah, it's so good. Was that shit drawn by? Uh, forgive, I don't know. If forgive was, my ignorance. Well, I don't believe it was hand drawn, but it was done by Saul Bass, who's done many a opening credit sequence. For Hitchcock, Hitchcock okay. as well as other films, yeah, it's it hits you right in the gut. But uh, who does the score? Um, Bernard Herman. Okay, I knew you. His knew last that. his last score was for Taxi Driver. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, a long time ago. Hey, Happy Halloween, guys! It was a long time ago, but it was only like seven episodes previous, or uh, that's around almost there. two months ago to you and me, Ross. It was. <laughs> Um, I hope you guys are able to trick or treat this Halloween. I hope you're able to to do some sort of Halloween party. And hey, they're um, all wearing masks. They're all so. wearing masks, so we're all. <laughs> I just know. hope it's cool out there. It's October. Are you doing a Halloween costume? I'm doing one. I'm I'm going with Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles. Oh, I got a golf nice. bag full of a hockey stick, a, a, a croquet mallet, a tennis racket. Uh, a do you have canoe. a cricket bat? I have a cricket bat. Cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. cricket. Anyway, happy Halloween, gang. Yeah. Um, can you imagine having the enough clout to dictate how the theaters would show this movie and to so be able back, to like truly back me up here on this, or not back me up? Correct me or sure. educate me. I'm not a big student of Hitchcock. I'm know, not a huge student. I know but I bigs. love certain films of his, and this is one of them. This is. I love this movie. This movie needs a modern edit, not a Gus Van Zandt. I edit. get. I get it. It needs a modern edit. There's, I'll get into it it's, later. There's a right. whole fucking sequence that has zero dialogue. And then that said, if the action on screen was engaging in any way, it might be interesting. But it's just Norman Bates cleaning a motel room. <laughs> He's not talking to himself. He's not talking as mother. Is he pulling one side and then the other side of the shower curtain? We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> Obviously came before Rear Window. And North by Northwest. No, these came after. This was 1960. Rear Window and North by Northwest were 1950s. Why did he do this in co- uh, black and white then? Uh, critics. Not critics. Excuse me. Censors. Because of the blood. Blood. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, in 1960. Well, in the, well, there There's a fucking... The, I know. The toilet. No, I need the toilet. I'm just talking about just censor-wise the... No, that's what I'm saying. They were freaked out about the toilet. Let alone the blood. Let alone the blood. Okay. It the black and white plays into it and enhances it at some points, right? But it dates it in others. I would I would have told you. Okay, see, that's why I asked you. I'm, rear, Those, win, rear window is the Hitchcock movie. Like, that's it, I think or, that's my favorite. Well, let me back outside up. It's, of, it's the best Hitchcock movie. For some people, it's The Birds is the Hitchcock movie. For me, it's Rear Window because that is the- Hitchcock. Usually, it's Vertigo. It's either Vertigo, Rear Window, North by Northwest, or Psycho. Sometimes the Burbs. Those are the the Birds. Did I say Burbs? You said the Burbs. <laughs> the Birds. What a great movie that would have been, though. Uh, every theater that showed this movie had a cardboard cutout 
installed in the lobby of Hitchcock pointing to his wristwatch with a note stating the following. The manager of this theater has been instructed at the risk of his life not to admit to the theater any persons after the picture starts. Any uh, spurious attempts to enter the by side doors, fire escapes, or ventilating shafts will be met by force. The entire objective of this extraordinary policy, of course, is to help you enjoy Psycho more. Alfred Hitchcock. In fact, I even found, I'm going to play it right here, I even found what they played in the lobby before people were able to enter into the theater. Do play it. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Alfred Hitchcock. I must apologize for inconveniencing you in this way. However, this queuing up and standing about is good for you. It will make you appreciate the seats inside. It will also make you appreciate Psycho. You see, Psycho is most enjoyable when viewed beginning at the beginning and proceeding to the end. I realize this is a revolutionary concept, but we have discovered that Psycho is unlike most motion pictures and does not improve when run backwards. That is all for now. You may continue to amuse yourselves by staring at the back of your neighbor's neck or watching the tactics of that forthright lady who seems determined to elbow her way to the front of the line. It's crazy, right? He was ahead of his time, dude. He was uh, kind of in the vein that um, Dave Chappelle and Jack White kind of control what happens in the theaters yeah. and venues where they play. I appreciate that. He was a big name by 1960. I mean, like, big name and big dude, but big name. <laughs> yes, I've had an Olsen of chicken today. I washed it down <laughs> with a Hitchcock of scotch. <laughs> How many times have you seen Psycho? The, least, the, um, the, the fuck. I probably fuck say the, at least a half a dozen easily. Prob- okay, May, I wouldn't say a dozen, but at I, least I've half probably a dozen. seen it definitely three times, maybe four, four at the most, four at the most. Yeah, three. I saw you click the button that said purchase rental. Yep. When you sent it to me, so I've I've been, uh, <laughs> and then you took a shot of one shot of Hitchcock as I mean, we bourbon. as I mean. we uh, as we record this. I have been, I've laid off <laughs> bourbon, like which is a big thing for me. Um, I've probably had four ounces of bourbon in the last three weeks so <laughs> i'm just i'm just had a couple bad weeks and i just i don't like to drink when i'm angry because that's that's unhealthy it's just like with the groundhog you don't drive angry don't but yeah i uh let several movies build up before <laughs> we recorded this weekend and i had to pull a fucking marathon gang and i sat down uh, it was thursday night Two nights yeah it was yeah. like thursday night because i knew you said you were starting to do and, Four you, tens and, and you 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 texted me and said, "So I guess you're going to do Chainsaw from Memory." And I went, "Fuck you, Nathan." Now I'm not. I'm going to do. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch three fucking movies in like 36 hours, which doesn't sound like that big a deal. But when you have but to, when you have to kind of note it and pause, get your take down. notes, and think about it and stuff, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, uh, all for your enjoyment. Yeah, I sent listeners. It was Thursday evening after work, and it was late. Basically, the way I read your text was. He's not gonna watch Psycho, but I'm gonna I'm gonna punch him in the ribs right now. I so you're, you're gonna, gonna watch, watch you're gonna watch Psycho tonight. And I sent you a video back of me clicking purchase <laughs> on Amazon, and then turning the camera back on myself. That's like my first bourbon in two weeks. See you Saturday. Mm-hmm.
And then I watched about 20 minutes of Psycho and realized that when you don't drink bourbon every day and you have a big old shot of bourbon, you get real sleepy. <laughs> I said, so you finished Psycho? You're like, no, I'm nope. finishing right now. No, I finished right now. <laughs> this was the next day. Because, <laughs> dude, I, re- I looked down and my handwriting was more garbage than normal. And I realized that I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't going to be able to stay awake through it. So, If you have a sticker, you'd know. I've probably seen it definitely three times. I may have seen it once when I was younger. Right. Um, I always forget how fucking slow this movie is. Yeah, I asked. Le- the I first asked. half is the fucking Marion Crane story. I had several movies to watch over the course of two weeks. And so my, See, notes, that, aren't, my, problem, my notes are at least 50% less funny. My problem, <laughs> my problem is similar. Watch them late Friday night, and then it's like, I'm too tired to watch it on a Friday night. And stay and, and like I'm not too tired to watch it, but I'm too tired to watch it, take notes, and make sure I don't fall asleep during it. I'll put on a shitty horror movie, yeah, and fall Andy, asleep like any time, yeah, and that's fine. But Frankenstein or Dracula is the first horror movie, right? Well, I guess Nosferatu is the first horror movie, but this is the first like modern horror movie. They call Halloween the first slasher. They call they kind of call Psycho the first slasher. I think there, there's I think there's more that go earlier into like the 40s where there are but i i really didn't want to dig into that because it was not as fascinating it's all semantics really right because i mean dracula scared the fuck out of people frankenstein scared the fuck out of people bride of frankenstein and then hitchcock black lagoon out of people but in 1960 this scared the fuck out of people in a different way yeah because he doesn't norman doesn't look like a monster no he doesn't there are many. Th- Look, I'll go into. I'll Nor go is in- he a monster, really. What he does in response to the inner monologue that's running along that's most likely he's what Ill. he thinks is his mother. Sure. His actions are monstrous, but he's not necessarily a he's monster. Not, he's ill. He's sick. Right. He's a psycho. Hey, that's the name of the show. He's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. I have a few notes. In, in that regard, because people watching this today, if you, if you saw a week ago or five days ago that, oh, they're doing Psycho and they're doing Texas Chainsaw. Well, I don't really care for Texas Chainsaw. And I'll watch Psycho, but it's kind of boring. Maybe I won't, and I'll just go buy it by memory. That's okay. I have a few notes specifically as to why Psycho was so controversial in 1960 at that time. Apart from the blood and the, the fact that they this was the first time they'd shown a toilet. There are other things for 1960. I fucking hope so. Um, what are they? I have here, it says, with its shocking bursts of violence for 1960. Shocking bursts. Like that first death scene in the shower. There's only two deaths in this scene, in this movie. Yep. One is the shower scene, which is the most iconic. Um, and it's fucking... There, there is pro- provocative sexual explicitness. When the movie first opened, we also have Marion Crane lounging around in a hotel room who she's just fucked Sam Loomis, and she's laying around in her bra. That, in 1960, that was... You can't show that. Boner maker. Yeah, you can't you can't show that stuff. And if you do, you, you got to do it not too controversial. But Psycho tested the strict censorship boundaries of the day as well as audiences... It gave Hitchcock the biggest hit of his career with this movie. The first is graphic violence. Psycho was filmed in black and white, and the reason why we discussed earlier is that it was filmed in black and white because of the blood. 
partly due to cost cuts. Cost cuts. Um, it was also able to manage the graphicness of the scene by shooting the film in black and white. You don't see red. So the blood that you see one bit in the trivia is it was um, chocolate syrup, Bosco chocolate syrup. I guess Hershey's was like, we don't want to be associated with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, We're a family company. What they did get right with that was if you ever like cut yourself over water, I don't mean like, yeah, not. I mean, oh, you've cut your hand and you're yeah. over water, you're rinsing and, it. And it hits the water and then there's that just, weird, like, it, it solid, dissipates. Well, no, there's after. that weird, when it first lands, it's that weird globule rounded shape and it has some sort of, like, viscousness. No, to it has it? some mass to okay. it when it first hits because blood has, like, there's shit in it. It's heavier than, than liquid. There's, there's, well, there may be shit in your blood, but not in mine. There's, like, blood has a weight to it. When it hits water, there's, like, a, Weights it's like got a, it's, syrup. It's, well, it's thicker than water, right? It, I've heard when it when he stabs her and it's it's landing in the shower and running down down the drain, like the little platelets or the droplets landing look like it looks real. It looks fucking real, and I I, I noted that when I watched this the other night. Like, and that's for being like you said for being nineteen sixty. That is, if you see that when you've cut your hand and you rinse it off, you know. Yeah. Kind of what that looks like, and then when it so, so see where they where they don't get it right is when it starts to dissipate into the water. It's it thins out too quickly. I'm a medical uh, examiner, by the way. Right. The biggest thing I think that that people really had a problem with is that this film had sympathy for the killer. Yeah, yeah. Psycho is considered the first modern horror film and credited with launching the slasher subgenre, but its greatest legacy is the Shifting point of view in 45 minutes going from you're following Marion Crane to, oh, shit, Marion Crane is dead and someone's killed her. Isn't that a and fucking... And then you follow the rest of the movie. You're following the Norman Bates. But it's... you don't know that yet. Sure. But, yes, that's the biggest thing. Hitchcock kills off the main star in 45 minutes and then goes, here, Norman, carry the rest of the movie. And he does. That bo- no, but that bothered people because they're not used to that. They yeah. don't know that. And in 1960, we're looking at a movie that's 60 years old now. That's Ooh. nuts. The other reason why it was so controversial was the um, sexual explicit explicitness of the film itself. Hitchcock was testing the waters with the opening scene where you see Janet Lee on the bed in her bra. Watching it in 2020, who gives a shit? Yeah. In 1960, you're like, oh, this is risque. And then you realize she's just fucked that guy. (laughs) Also, whoa, she just had sex. She's glowing from sex. Who puts that cone-ass bra back on right after sex, though? (laughs) Marion Crane. I guess. At the time, most U.S. studio films were constrained by the Puritanical Production Code. Was this made in the States or was it made in England? No, this was made in the States. Okay. Uh, It dated all the way back to the 1930s and restricted depictions of sex, drug use, drinking, offensive language, and anything else that would, quote, be fun to do. Lower the moral standard of those who see it, unquote. When uh, when he was unable to secure financing for Psycho from the studio, fearful of the film's potential for controversy, prompting him to put up 60% of the budget. The film cost 
for them to make just under a million, it was like eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in nineteen sixty. That's a lot of money, nineteen sixty. Not a lot of money now. It's a lot of money now. Putting up sixty percent of that, meaning I'm going to out collect of his own, out of his own pocket. Out of his own pocket, I'm going to collect sixty percent back if this movie is a success. Was it a success? Yes. <laughs> we'll get there in the trivia. Someone might say it's a psycho success. <laughs> right. Um, the director found himself with an opportunity to work outside of the restrictions of the studio system and deliver an exploitation film Hitchcock style. Oh, fuck. I never thought of it that way. It's a very clean exploitation film. Right. Wow. It really is. In 1960, it was complete dirty the, as hell. But complete 19, with the fucking score. 20, not so much. Complete with the score that's right. kind of pulpy. And that's, that's the other thing. The huh. last bit is the score. The violins wailing wow. away during Psycho's shower murder scene have achieved the status of cultural shorthand, denoting imminent violent insanity. Their importance to the impact of that terrifying scene, specifically in the shower, is emphasized by the fact that pre-release screenings of a cut of the film before the music was added, many viewers reacted with mild indifference. Kind of like with Halloween, before Carpenter was able to score the picture. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, there was that guttural reaction. Imagine watching Jaws without John Williams' score. Not as effective. That'd be kind of fun to do. Watch Psycho without the score. Not as effective. Watch Halloween without the score. Watch the Bad News Bears with the score. Not not as effective (laughs) without the score. What's creepiest to me about the, the shower murder scene... And it, you have to look, you have to be fucking hawk-eyed. Right. Or have a, a, a good 4K copy or be able to pause it with a good DVD player. He, he's not in blackface, but he's got shadow makeup on mm-hmm. to, to further hide his face. And all you can see is his eye, the whites of his... And they do it in subsequent sequels of Psycho, which I'll talk about later. That is the creepiest to me because he looks... We're at a disadvantage, you and I. I've never seen, number one, I've never seen any of these sequels. I'll, no, I'm not talking about that. No, okay. But the first time you saw Psycho, you knew what the plot was, right? You knew you knew the twist? I think so. I knew the twist. I can't, the not, first, the, I can't not believe that I didn't know the twist when so I saw it. So you knew, it, with a movie it, like this... It pulled the rug. There was no rug to be pulled out from under you. Right. You knew. So... You're just standing on For me, typically, spoilers don't bother me because if your movie is good enough, the journey is as good as the destination or the journey is the destination. I knew how Revenge of the Sith was going to end. That's why half the reason why the prequels are not as great because you knew where it was going to end. Exactly. And that's my point. And the journey to get there, not <laughs> not, yeah. not enough to subvert what I knew was going to happen. So the first time I saw Psycho, I was well into my 20s and I... Fuck, I'd seen more parodies of it than I'd ever seen seconds of this actual source material. I saw parodies of parodies. You know, you saw sure. the parody of Halloween, which Absolutely. wasn't a parody, but it was an homage. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You well, no, saw I'd the seen, parody no, of the homage of the... No, what I'm saying is I've seen, I'd seen parodies of Psycho. Right. To the point where I knew, everybody knew that it Everybody wasn't, knew that Norman Bates was the killer. Yeah, and it was yeah. his mother, but his mother was, he was, he was, he was a psycho. Yeah. Oh, what a clever title. So the suspense ride didn't 
I, I, you and I are at a disadvantage is all I'm trying to say. We I never, agree. We never got that true, like, I see dead people moment. That's our generation psycho. I had that moment when I saw it. The first the psycho? Not psycho, but oh, no. Six Sense. Six Sense. Okay, yeah. You, I didn't have the twist. I knew the twist, unfortunately. To psycho. Yeah. 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 That's, I, agree. I, I completely agree. But there's still... It hap- It doesn't happen until the third act for me with Psycho. Right. That Marty McFly moment of like, is he going to make it back or not? Like, oh, fuck. Sam is in the office with Norman, keeping Norman distracted. And Lila is in the house with Mother. And she's be, looking for be, Mother. Be your parents in 1960. Not that your parents would have gone to see this. But it was possible. It's, but yeah, Maybe yeah. they did. Maybe they did. I just meant in Hitchcock the Hitchcock is a household name. I it meant was in not. the royal sense. Just yeah, be yeah. your parents. They go to see this, and it's like, it's the new hot shit movie. We your parents. <laughs> we your parents of the pagan order. Um, <laughs> nobody fucking knew what was going to happen. No. Like, That's people, why, people were terrified of Frankenstein. This dude. is why Hitchcock said you need to sit down and watch this movie from the beginning. Imagine if because he Because if you walked now. in... 30 minutes late, you don't know really what's going on. And the fact that by 45, they kill off their lead actress. Imagine if Hitchcock existed now. He would be so fucking dejected. He would be, a, he would be considered a hack in many ways, I would well, no, think. No, he would be uh, just by the fact that people can't leave their phones oh, alone oh, for 90 okay. minutes. No, I get that. That's something that I mentioned later. So what are we, uh, 35 minutes into our opening thoughts on this? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I put down here is I can't, just just watching the movie as it is, not even getting into the suspense part. Can you imagine in today's day and age being able to just swap out a car at a dealership? Oh, God, dude. It was <laughs> dude, you could fucking disappear so easily in 1960. You can't so disappear. What are you taking trade in? How much? Well, trade in and. 4,000? Oh, it was 600 bucks or 700 bucks. Fuck, man. In today's day and age, it was a six grand. That's she what it was. was. so. Like, her profile was so strong. Her right. Char- her character was so strong. Like, she made a dumb choice. And, like, she was, she was Sam's girlfriend. Right. But she wasn't Sam's girlfriend. But she was she headed was, there. She That's was, where she was headed. No, she was Sam's girlfriend. But she had. Other shit. Janet Lee's uh, Marion Crane was a character unto her own. She wasn't just a woman that worked at a bank and she's fucking Sam. Right. Like she had her own. There agenda. were things you like didn't... Sam. Sam became the side piece in this. Like Sam became the person that's left back. I love that about this. Like she's the strong leading character. He's the fucking, for lack of a better term, the woman in the background. I think what's interesting is you don't completely know what her motivations were for just taking the money you never that. figure it out other than i i want to start a new life and i need 40 grand which I mean, is, yeah. I mean, it's over six hundred thousand dollars today and we can all get there i think but yeah no, I, I i that's that's, that's what's fun about this movie is what was she thinking like she like they don't even even when she like ends up in norman's web or in his orbit or whatever you want to say she's still not a weak character Right. She's not like a final girl. She's not a screaming, cowering. She's just she's portrayed as a strong woman in nineteen sixty. And they also kill her off forty five minutes in, which was unheard of yeah. at that time. Still so is. Can it you still met, is. I mean it still is now, but you don't kill your main character off. You're like, Oh, I'm gonna go see this new movie. Well who's in it? Um Jenna Jada Lee. Lee's in it. Dude, I heard she wears her bra for a lot, a lot of, of movie, yeah. dude. <laughs> We should go see this. Yeah. Let's get Timmy in the in the Duver. Let's go. <laughs> Timmy gooned in the Duver. Something I want to point out that was confirmed that I actually noticed 
in my last watching, did you ever notice the color transition that Marion's clothes make and her purse makes in the transition of the film? Nope. In the beginning of the movie, she's wearing white. Her bra is white. Her purse is white. When she steals the money, the next time you see the purse, it's white. The next time you see the bra, it's uh, – excuse me. The next time you see the purse, it's black. The next time you see the bra, it's also black. No, that's great though. It's subtle. Clearly. But obviously intentional when I pulled it in and I wrote it down and I went into that's trivia. Great. It was purposeful that's with Tar- that's Hitchcock. Like, that's Tarantino shit or actually yeah. that's Hitchcock shit. Yeah, Tarantino. it's Hitchcock shit. At least it's huh. not a, is it a Hitchcock of shit or just <laughs> no? It's a Hitchcock of it's five fists. It's, it's, of a, shit. it's a Hitchcock of scotch. It's a fist of scotch. It's a Hitchcock. <laughs> it's a Quentin of shit. <laughs> that we might get to. <laughs> what doesn't work? Um, what doesn't work? I have a couple of points, but I think it's it's really mild for me. Mine are number one: Marion and Sam weirdly talking and kissing in the first scene. It f- scene that seems it seems weird like it's almost melodramatic it's like they talk kiss talk kiss talk kiss yeah i have a wife i don't do that with her there are occasional times (laughs) when i do that but not carrying on consistent sentence after sentence after sentence like every three words kiss every three words kiss yeah it's gross it's gross and it's 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 a waste of time (laughs) get to it uh, the second thing was if Marion could hear Norman and his mother from the motel room, can you imagine how loud he must have been shouting inside the house? I've always thought that was any psycho <laughs> movie. Because it sounds like they're just off mic, just like this, Nathan. Johnson! Are you sure? <laughs> no, mother! Yeah. Like he's at the window with a bullhorn doing it just for her. No, mother! <laughs> oh! Blood! Blood! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's play has been called Norman and Mother, a one-act play by Norman Bates. I'm Norman Bates. Please join us tomorrow. Please give to the local theater group here. There, there's a, there's a. Thank you. There's a jar by the door. Please leave anything you can. Anything you, anything you can leave would be would be welcome. Any welcome you can leave would be great. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow for a matinee theater of Blood, another one-act play by Norman and Mother. The last one is the psychiatrist explanation at the end for about five minutes. Holy fuck, dude. Uh, We get it. (laughs) I feel like that that Norman has what we call a split personality. Or in his head, there's more than one person living. Hold on a minute. Do you have five minutes? Let me explain. It's like four minutes and 51 seconds. I understand that. (laughs) That's the last bit of exposition to explain the studio said this needs to be here because the audience needs a cool down moment after they just realize that norman's a fucking psycho literally a psycho hey that's the name of the show apparently it was a scene that it hitchcock me, doesn't want in but he had to put it in it the film. felt like an ed wood written scene it really did like the the forced is he a transvestite no no <laughs> do you think it's weird that ted knight was one of the guards guarding the door so here's the last <laughs> note i wrote that was the last note i wrote was it's really weird seeing ted knight as a cameo let me just show film. you the, uh, to prove it on the last page right before chainsaw starts did you notice the cop that opens the door and the to the holding room at the end 
It's Ted Knight. It almost feels out of place watching it now. Well, I'm because sure we, in 1960, we, who the fuck is Ted Knight? Who is Ted Knight? Yeah, Ted Baxter, Mary Tyler Moore show more than uh, that Judge, was a, Judge Smales, a terrible slouch. It almost feels like it's a <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. But get it's it? Not, it's not, and it's not, it's not because it's 1960. But, but he plays but it like it, it's a terrible. It nod. does, yeah. does it not? It, no, it, yeah. it feels that okay, way. Okay, good. I wasn't just, it wasn't just me. It just felt like. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Bates Motel, Norman is jerking off in the office. Meanwhile, back in Minnesota. <laughs> so when Marion gets to the motel, she checks in and there's sandwiches and they're talking. In the. Um... No, before they get to the office. Uh, not even the office, whatever but... it is that they eat, the. Lot the lobby, but what did he call it? The parlor. parlor. That's right. But so she is standing in the doorway of her room. Right. Right. So there's the office door, her door. Yeah. You with me? I'm showing him with my hands. She's leaning on this edge, the office edge of her door. Right. And they're talking for a minute, talking for a minute. And it's not flirtatious, but then Norman talks about dinner or whatever, and she says, Something to the effect of like, yeah, why don't you come in for dinner? And then she leans across the door and then stands with her back on her side of the door. Not Marlena Dietrich, but clearly you don't know what I'm talking about. Are we going into it the feels semantics like, is of a... She, is she trying to throw some pussy his way? No. Not in my opinion. You didn't pick that up? No. Okay. Because no. she, her posture to me said like, okay, I can... do, you, do you want to come into my room? Because well, that's what she was implying. That, literally, that's what she was saying. Do you want to come into my room? And hang out or eat dinner or whatever, but was it... It was it eat dinner? Do you want to come into my room, have a sandwich? <laughs> was it a sandwich? And then have some fuck. Or do you want to come into Check my room... Take a sandwich and the side of fuck. Or do you want to come into my room, have some fuck, and then we'll eat this sandwich, and then you get the fuck out of here, I'll go to sleep, and then I don't I'm going to fuck off in the morning with 40 grand. What type of sandwich? A tuna fish. <laughs> I think she was low-key trying to throw some pussy his way. I don't think so. I think she was disturbed. Or I think, no. Cause, no, no really? dude, her, her posture, you should watch it again. Her posture is open and like her posture is vulgar. open and inviting to the point where she's almost using her sex as a weapon to like either go like, yeah, dude, I'll fuck you and I'm going to own it. Or, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm throwing it out there because I'm making you uncomfortable. I'm using my sex as... I'm disarming you because you're scared of me. You are disarmed so you can go back upstairs and then to your house where you can turn into your mom and then kill me. Well, no, you're missing the point. She didn't didn't know that. She's using it to disarm him because she can sense that he's afraid of her. All right. I think that's that's what's happening. I think that's what's happening. Ladies, uh, give the first 30 minutes of Psycho a pass and then let us know. Maybe 45 at the most. Was Marion... Once the knife comes out and the curtain gets pulled back, that's where the scene ends. Way too late. That's where it... Yeah, way too late. Was Marion throwing some pussy (laughs) Norman's way? I think she was okay with it. I never thought about it like that. I think she was okay with it happening, but also okay if it didn't. (laughs) I'm thinking it was okay if it didn't. That's the only option that I was thinking is it's okay if it doesn't happen. Do your parents have uh, smartphones? My dad does. Text your dad right now and ask him if he watched Psycho when it first came out. I want to know how badly it creeped people out in 1960. Because we'll never, we'll never, just, just do it. I'll talk while you're doing it. 
I see how quickly he responds, or if he has to walk into the kitchen once he hears it go off thirty minutes later. It's okay. We'll it's pick- all vibrates, son. I heard it the next day, right before we left for church. I hope your parents. I almost hope they hear it before church tomorrow, and then <laughs> and text you. Do we need to pray for you, son? No. I I I want to know what it was like to have existed, or what it was like to have been in that theater, not knowing. What happened? And if your if your if your parents don't answer, but by the time we're done, that's fine. It's no bigs. Something I noticed that was bothersome to me. We'll probably get an answer at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> we'll we'll dip back in because this is our show. How many times a week do you, Nathan, get naked, fully into the shower, and then turn the water on? No, the water comes on always before I get in. Yeah, because you don't want to burn your body or freeze yourself to death. She she gets in the shower, shuts the curtain, and then turns the water on. It was a cleansing thing. It was she knew that she was stealing money, and then she realized that she needed to return the money, minus the six hundred dollars that she already stole. That it was a I need to get clean, and then I need to return this money. And you're unfortunately, missing, you're missing Norma showed again. up. I think you're missing my point again. The practicality of the practicality of getting in the shower before making sure the water is a comfortable temperature. Yeah, I get it. She didn't do that. That's why she died? I'm not saying that's why she died, but I mean, exacerbators. I'm not saying she, why she didn't. Did you notice that they kept the house, a lot of the shots, the house in the background was like out of, like super fuzzy, out of focus? Mm-hmm. It feels like it was on purpose. Like the house almost didn't exist or like the house is in questionable. And it was all there existence. when they shot it. And they re- they tore that down and rebuilt it, Correct. Bigger, better, scarier for the Universal tours. They changed the 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 like the face of the house almost. Like by the end of the nineties, it felt like. Yeah. What is your favorite line or scene? I think that we're all in our own private traps, clamped in them, and none of us can ever get out. We scratch and we claw, but only at air, at e- only at each other, and for all of it, we never budge an inch. That right there just is heavy. Like, hey, let me explain to you <laughs> life <laughs> how fucked up I am right now. Who was he saying that to, Marion? He was saying that to Marion before. Okay. I, before let me say this before I kill you. But you mean he could have said it after he killed him? No, I don't think so because he was pretty quiet the entire time while he's wrapped the body up in uh, the uh, shower curtain. Yeah, twenty minutes. Wow, that's I weird. There's no shower curtain. I wish I'd clocked it. It wouldn't have been 20 minutes, but it felt like 20 minutes. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It bothered the, me. I, well, that's your dumb. Or it was you're because dumb. it's because I have the video on my phone that shows you taking a shot of Berman going, I'm sleepy. That scene I happened know. for me the next day. Oh, really? When I was sober. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a text. I, d- I did. Hold on. <laughs> this is from my dad. Is that your dad? This is from Bob. <laughs> yeah. Bab. Bab. Now remember, read Bab. it. Read it in your impression of your dad. Now you've gotten in my head, and I'm not going to do it. Hold on. My question was: Did you watch Psycho when it first released in 1960? No. Never even heard of it until I was an adult. Mind you, he was 19. Was 1960? So he was 16. Um, we saw it very. We saw very few movies. As I was growing up, I've seen it twice. I think dot dot dot. Not a fan of it. <laughs> Is your dad Amish? Maybe. <laughs> Does your dad listen to this podcast? No. 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 So open game on your dad. Then we can make fun of your dad. 
He doesn't have time. Even though he's retired, he doesn't have time to listen to a podcast. And also they're swearing. A lot and of it. And movies that he's not it. familiar with. Mostly my fault is the swearing. Jeez. Travis. Damn. Fuck. All right. All right. Well, I guess I'm not going to ask my mom. I don't care what Do the it. Fuck. I don't care what the boomers think. It's Stop. About psycho now. Do it. Fuck Send em. it. Hey, Siri. Text mom's cell. What do you want to say? Hey, comma. How old were you the first time you saw Psycho? Question mark. And, comma, how did you feel about the twist ending? Question mark. Also, comma, did you even know about the twist ending when you first saw the movie? Comma, mark. I love you. Period. So, this is why I mute your microphone. That's why, I, that's why I was yelling it. And it picked up all of that, asshole. <laughs> and all Funny, of that. Funny, my son never says I love you. Your message to mom's cell says, hey. How old are you the first time you saw Psycho? And how did you feel about the twist ending? Also, did you even know about the twist ending when you first saw the movie? I love you. This is why I muted your microphone and it picked up all of the password and all of them. Ready to send it? Send it. Okay, it's sent. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you suffocate over there. You fuck. I love how I caught the. This is why I mute your microphone. That's why I mute your microphone. <laughs> oh, jeez. More so than most. <laughs> hey, of the two kills, what's your favorite kill in this movie? <laughs> of the one of two <clears throat> kills, I don't have a favorite kill. I have a favorite scene. My favorite, which scene is, is my favorite kill. Same, Martin Balsam. Uh, yeah. The Arborgast, the uh, private yeah. detective, yeah. Uh, it's the framing of the shot. It's the disorienting fallback. Nope, it's when oh. the camera pulls up and goes into the overhead shot. The Brian De Palma shot? Yeah. <laughs> well, the Hitchcock shot, yeah. <laughs> and then, the Brian De Palma shot. And then Mother comes out of the, the bedroom. Yeah, and, and slashes his him. face. Oh, man, at the top. And then it's that beautiful rear projection shot that is so unsettling because uh, he's not uh, falling in the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And then he lands on the bottom, and then Mother... <laughs> Stabby. Yeah, it comes down at least stabby, once and, and then a second to, time before it cuts. Fade to yeah. black, yeah. That's my favorite scene because don't fucking be somewhere. You're not fucking supposed to be, Marty. Yeah, don't wander into a house that you haven't been invited into. Are you a cop? No, I'm not a cop. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. You're not supposed to be here. What you're doing right now is breaking the law, dude. He's great as a, a private eye, though. Oh, dude, he's he so, just so... He sees right through Norman... And well, see, like, now you say right there, you say no one's been here for two weeks, but you had a couple last week that said if the, if the sign hadn't been on, they would have seen it. It's like, ah, you just God walked, damn it, Norman. You just walked, you backed right into that Norman, shit. Norman, you're a shit liar to a fucking two-bit fucking detective. Jeez. No, that, hmm. that's, that's such it just, a... It just doesn't gel. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about this that I do about the Gus Van Zant remake is... Do you remember who plays Arbogast in the remake? Um... William H. Macy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I was. It was taking me a little bit longer. He to get there. says in the remake, uh, "If it don't gel, it ain't Jello." That's Which, dumb. No, that's no, better. Really? Because okay. what he says in this is, "What does he say? If he it says, doesn't gel, it ain't Arbogast." Yeah, doesn't say Arbogast. <laughs> he says <laughs> he might some, as well have said. He it. says some name brand ass bullshit. That's like, what the fuck did he just say? Well, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sixty year old reference that no one would get now. If you're making right. it now, yes. If it doesn't gel, then it's not Jello. And this, 
doesn't gel. And I still say that to this day. If it don't gel, it ain't jello. Uh, that's my favorite scene. Um, that's my favorite do, scene. It's my I, favorite kill. I do have a favorite line. There's one other – before you go into the line, because I gave you mine, but the one of the other shots that are just masterful is when Norman is standing by the swamp when he hears uh, Sam – Arbogast! Yeah! Arbogast! And he turns and he's that got camera, that darkness. That, that camera slowly pushes in as Norman Termin- it turns pulls, his head. pulls down a little bit. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, it's that's so a good. Fucking, that's a sexy shot. Yeah, yeah. There's just that sense of malevolence just underneath the <laughs> calmness that he is perfectly like portraying. Yeah, it's so creepy. I it's love that. so good. That's that's a good that's a good pick. I like that. Uh, my favorite line is this: She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes, haven't you? <laughs> At least once a month. It's like it was meant to be in the classic column of best lines from early old school slasher movies or old school horror movies. Like, oh yeah, welcome to my world, bitch. Yeah, we all go. A you can't mad kill the boogeyman. We all go a little mad sometimes. But rare that the killer is like there and on display. But you just don't know it yet. I think that's what that's, I'm saying. It's rare that the killer is there and on display. Like you don't, Michael Myers. You don't. You don't talk to him. Freddy, I guess you do, but it's eh. potato sack. No, Jason. No. <laughs> anyway, if you had a magic wand, so real quick, guys, pull the curtain back. Uh, I I said, hey Nathan, I got a. Here's my my uh, favorite line is a is a is a clip, and I hit pause, and he went, oh, it's the uh, we all go a little mad sometimes, huh? And I said, thanks for fucking the pageantry up. So <laughs> all that said, I'm sure we wouldn't surprise me if we cross streams, at least in some way, on my magic wand, but what is yours? Mine is, I would have loved to seen Hitchcock's first edit of this film before he actually had to have the sensors go through it and go there's a little too much mm. blood splatter oh i saw boob no you never did but okay nope you know you don't but you think you do and i get how you that, think you think you think you, you do think enough that you, you rewind you it correct you rewind it or you used to i don't anymore i'm I, not 12 i'm fairly certain that i would have left the psychiatrist explanation of what happened being his Ex- mother's explaining why the shark is the shark and why Michael Myers kills people. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't dislike it. It's almost five minutes. It could have been five minutes shorter and it would have been fine. Yeah. That was for the studios and I was okay with it. But I'm curious. How I'm okay well it with it because played. it sums up like what the fuck have we just seen? Perkins was, died from HIV and AIDS in 1990. I knew that. And then almost 12 years, 11 years later, his wife that he was married to now barry uh berenson was a uh american photographer actress and model she actually died uh on september 11th she was a passenger on american airlines flight 11 which hit the north tower of the twin are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah it was she died on the ninth anniversary of his like the day before his ninth anniversary of his death she dodged an aids bullet and then died nine years later in nine eleven twenty eleven yeah almost fuck right right yeah that's a bummer that's a bummer what, what is what your were magic, we talking about magic wand 
Uh, my magic wand is I just wanted to see Hitchcock's first. Oh, that's right. You said before that. Before he hit. Before he had to take it to the censors. What's funny... I can only imagine how many times he had to have gone back before they're like, all right, I guess this is okay. What's funny is you asked me to make that... That's a bummer. A drop. Because um, my a, my magic wand would be let the Coen brothers have a pass at this movie. <laughs> Not Van really? Zandt. Yeah. That was oh, your dude, magic that's, wand? That's creepy that I actually... Dude, it's right up their alley. No, I mean, I get it, but I, w- I wasn't even in the same mind frame of... Like, this would have been a, a great... Man. Instead of Gus Van Zant <clears throat> redoing this shot for shot in 1998, let this be the next thing the Coens do after The Big Lebowski. Because it's got everything that they... It's got the main crux of any of their dark. movies. Yeah. It's dark, and it's got <clears throat> a person after money, and then a person either after money or after that person or after the they're after the a central thing two or three different factions are after the same thing yeah marion's after the money loomis is after marion balsam is after or not balsam uh, arbogast is after marion norman is after marion but in a different way mother is after norman it all hinges on that money or marion the coens would have done so fucking good with this but based on the book, not not based yeah, yeah. on not based on Hitchcock's. I think the book, version. the Norman Bates character was short and fat and unattractive, and so that was the complete really? polar opposite of what of how they cast. I know Anthony Perkins. You did trivia on this, and I right. wonder if it comes up. But I've heard that Hitchcock bought every possible copy of the that book. That was one of the things buy. that I wrote down. He had purchased as many copies as he possibly could. That's kind of fucked it. up. He wanted to keep the suspense alive, I get but he that, but that's also selfish and fucked up. Yeah, it's an it's an ego thing. Totes. Yeah, yeah. I thought I missed a page. I was like, I'm, we're not at final thoughts yet, are we? No. And I just I skipped a page. Is what happened. So if you had to recast it today, or you're recasting it, I'm recasting it. Is there an era, or is it just? Um, fifty fifty, largely picking, largely kind of today, largely fifty percent today, twenty five percent mid nineties, twenty five percent. So it took me a minute to get there, but like I said, I had like a night and then like the, the next day to do it, cool. which is normally it's like cheating for me. But anyway, that's fine. Norman Bates, nineteen eighty six, Jeff Goldblum, The Fly, Jeff Goldblum, cut that mullet. Okay, or you could do eighty five. You could do Silverado era. Excuse me. Either way. Yeah, um, Marion Crane, Jamie Lee Curtis, nineteen eighty. Mom replacing the daughter replacing the mom. Yeah, okay. nineteen eighty five. Jamie Lee Curtis been same age ish. Arbogast, two thousand twenty. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but make him super like that Lincoln commercial. Make him that slow and deliberate with his dialogue. Hmm. Like that <clears throat> sort of super suspicious. Southern. You ever seen True Detective first season? Yes, I okay, have. then kind of that vein, kind of that, but not creepy, not skinny. He's almost too much, but I see what you he's mean. fucking great in. Yeah, that, yeah. But make him older, and then that's that. He's got to he's got to sell that role until he dies. Like you don't expect it coming, and then correct. Kapow! Now the <laughs> kicker. The kicker. Who's your k- mother? Mother is a voice. Linda Hamilton. 
2020 Linda Hamilton. Terminator. Oh, Terminator. Yeah. What was the uh, Dark Fate? Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Fuck. You can even use her. It, just have her be like Kim Basinger in Mary Jane's Last Dance video. Just be have her be the dead body. But when she speaks, it's Linda Hamilton. What was yours? Norman okay. and Marion. Norman and Marion. Have you seen Breaking Bad yet, or no? I've I've not seen it. No. Okay. There is a character in Breaking Bad towards the end of the series. The uh, the actor is Jesse Plemons. He is known for playing either Landry Clark on Friday Night Lights or Todd on Breaking Bad towards the end. He plays a character that is a super polite guy, but there's this under there's like there's this monster underneath him in Breaking Bad okay. that you just don't completely see there there's this lurking evil that just comes out every once in a while that's the guy who i would cast as norman bates okay and then marion crane margot robbie okay because you're looking for attractive bombshell she's going to carry this movie and then halfway through they kill her off i didn't clock the amount of time between just before the shower scene and then mother Mother, the blood, the blood. blood, blood. But it was easily 10 minutes. Again, it was a different time. But just watching him react or watching him discover what Mother had done and then cleaning up Marion's body. For everything, yeah, I can see that being 10 minutes. And how fucking strong must he have been to drive that fucking 50s era Detroit steel to the edge of that marsh and then just push it in, kind of just guide it in by Hoping that it will disappear. A little bit. Watching that... When you see it stop, do you hope it goes in or do you hope it sticks out? I hope it goes in. I'm, yeah. ro- I'm rooting for him. You're rooting for him it's because you, you shouldn't I, be rooting I, for him, but you're rooting for him kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I clock that in myself and I you're like, uh, I didn't write it down because I knew like, I just like, oh, oh no, because he, he's eating the candy corn and then it stops bubbling and then he, he kind of looks like, wait, oh shit. Okay. Oh. Oh no! The plot thick is I got to deal with this now, and then. Is that where he dumps Arbogast's vehicle as well? Is that the reason why he's standing out there? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's the implication. Yeah. Okay. Which, if you go watch the shitty Gus Van Sant remake, that's where he dumps everybody's body. Mister Body's body. Swamp somewhere between the borders of Arizona and California. Yeah, the swamps of the swamps of Arizona and California. <laughs> Maybe go back and rewrite that. Maybe it should be further inland. I don't know. That's my first guess. Did you clock a similar or equal film? I'm going to jump into a documentary again for <laughs> this film specifically. Okay. It's hard to find something that was, if you love Psycho, you'll love this. It's difficult to recommend anything like this since so many films are inspired by Psycho, like Halloween or Jaws or many others. Um, I would recommend the documentary called um, 7852. Uh, the film obsessively breaks down the infamous shower scene specifically in Psycho. Really? It is on Hulu. What does the title mean, 7852? It's seven. Okay, uh, I'll tell you. Um, it's the infamous shower scene in Psycho. It takes... Um, the opaque title from the number of shots and cuts in the full three-minute entire sequence. There are 78 camera setups, and there are a total of 52 edits. Is that excessive? Uh, for a three-minute scene, absolutely. 
especially in 1960. Okay. They interview Guillermo del Toro, Peter Lynch, um, Eli Fuck. Roth, among others. All uh, three of them should get a pass at this movie. Yeah. That'd be so fucking sick. Del Toro. Yeah. It's interesting. We'll, talk, actually, about, we'll talk about Del Toro in the next half okay. a little there, bit. But. There is a guy that, I, if I remember specifically watching this documentary, there is a guy, there is a there is a gentleman that they interview who has a tattoo of the, it's the wavelength of the shriek, the music oh, cue. Waveform. All, yeah, the waveform all the way, I think, on one of his arms. That's cool. Like that's. The dedication that they think that how influential this movie was to them that they chose to put that as a permanent tattoo on their body. That's a cool. I'm gonna write that down, dude. Seventy-eight slash fifty-two. And if you have Hulu, it should be available on Hulu. I think it's an IFC documentary, but it should be available. Ninety minutes, two hours, maybe ninety minutes. Okay. It's not a several episode documentary style. It's just a single film. That's yeah. cool. It's, it's, Does it go really, into because that's the scene where Norman has again he's not he doesn't have blackface on but he has theater makeup on. I don't. Know Anthony it, Perkins has theater makeup on to hide to further shadow his face. Did, but that him, makes but it makes his eyes the whites of his eyes. I'm stand not out. entirely sure if it actually covers that or not, but okay. I do know that it covers that scene because the director of this documentary feels that it is the most influential piece of cinema to current movies today in genre or in film in general yes both okay that's a bold statement it is i went with psycho 2 you laugh no no i don't laugh i just haven't seen it it was just you should really watch it psycho psycho 2 is very much like the new terminator movie all right uh it was about 30 years in my opinion in a lot of ways about 30 years ahead of its time because he's released from he is, and it it adds um, it makes it more female centric. All right, um, I don't want to say too much. I, truly, dude, I'll give you my Amazon password if you want. Stop! Don't no, I didn't say that. Amazon, nope. <laughs> print caller, print caller. If you'd like, I, I truly, I Psycho Three is is garbage. Psycho Three is nothing but a direct sequel to Psycho Two, and it's just it's rehash. Psycho Two is it's it's subverts. it's what a lot of things did in the eighties. Psycho 3 is. Well, yeah. just, yeah. Psycho 2, though, was uh, ahead of its time in... It's not terribly breaking new ground. It, But at the time... It travels some well-familiar trails, okay. if you will, but it does it in a different way. Uh, it's, it, it's really good, and at the same time, while kind of subverting the source material, also adds to the source material. Hmm. If you like Psycho, is that the like the artwork? Is him holding out like the keys to a motel room? That's for, that's or is that three. Oh, okay. Yeah, part two is. I him. specifically remember that one. Oh, I remember. I remember those specifically from the video shelves at uh, Roberts Pool and Spa. They also uh, one of the other video places in town. We had five video places in town, um, but Roberts, where my mom tanned for a while, they had all the Psychos on the shelf, and oh. Psycho Two shows on the cover of the VHS it shows Norman standing on the landing of the steps and then looking up at the house in 1986 uh 83 83 yeah 86 is probably the psycho 3 okay 86 is psycho 3 uh which is it's it's a fun that's a fun horror sequel but it's a d- very diminished return but i highly recommend psycho 2 
Hmm. Go to the source. Go Psycho 2. I know that they purposefully chose to not make a sequel to Psycho until after after Hitchcock had passed away. When did he die? 1980. April of 1980. He's dead now. He's dead now. What's some trivia on Psycho? Six-pack trivia. All right. Um, Hitchcock was so pleased with the score by Bernard Herrmann that he doubled Herman's salary to just over thirty-four grand for 1960. That's a lot of money. Like 150 now? Yeah. He said 33% of the effect of Psycho was due to the music. Easily. Easily. <clears throat> Walt Disney refused to allow Alfred Hitchcock to film at Disneyland in the early 1960s because Hitchcock had made that, quote, disgusting movie, Psycho, unquote. Whatever. Nazi sympathizer. The Bates House. Okay, it still resides at Universal. We talked about that already. We did. Um, after the movie's release, Hitchcock received an angry letter from a father of a girl who refused to have a bath after seeing the movie Diabolique <laughs> and now refused to shower after seeing the movie Psycho. Hitchcock sent a, a note back to the father simply stating, send her to the dry cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Hitchcock wanted to make this movie so much that he deferred his standard $250,000 salary in lieu of 60, uh, 60% of the movie's gross. Which was? Paramount Pictures, believing that this movie would do poorly at the box office, agreed his personal earnings from this movie exceeded $15 million, adjusted for inflation for somewhere between 2016 and 2020 dollars. That would be just over $120 million today. <laughs> he believed that much in the movie that he's like, all right, I'll give up my initial salary. Listen, I, I know how filthy things. fucking sick Americans are. Yeah. Right. Wow. He so used, he cleaned like he, he cleaned house like on that one. by multitudes. The budget of the movie was like eight hundred and forty four thousand dollars or somewhere in that vicinity. He had to put up at least half of that. He chose to film most of it, if not almost all of it, on the set for his television show, which at 59 he had been shooting for four years. Which was Alfred Hitchcock Presents, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, he used Bos- uh, Bosco chocolate syrup instead of blood because it showed up better uh, on camera. The movie was also given an R rating by the MPAA in 1984, even though the movie was released in 1960. The MPAA Ratings system wasn't created until 1968, and from time to time, they re-rated older movies. Do you think it's an R rating now? It still is an R rating. It's just, I don't think it's really... They've not revisited. No. I'd call it a PG rating. I now. would call it PG. They um, Something in trivia said that it has held several different ratings. PG, PG-13, or PGR-15 and... R or, or PGR PGR fifteen is that British? Well, British is fifteen. I know PG and R are the two other ratings it's held. So it's held like multiple ratings okay. since the rating system came out. And then to achieve the effect of the water coming out of the shower head and streaming down past the camera on all sides, they constructed a shower head that was about six feet in diameter. Are you fucking serious? In order to get that shot, 
Wow. So when the, when you're looking at that, you're thinking you're looking at a regular shower head. You're looking at a shower head that was filmed that was six feet in diameter. <laughs> you watch an elephant with that thing. Right. Man. That's killer. Uh, I watched it uh, two, yeah. n- two nights ago, and I thought, wow. It's like- no, that looks great. And then you realize, oh, that was shot with a shower it's, head. Well, it's was- miniatures, right? It's just miniatures in reverse. Right. Which are large-chers. Large-chers. <laughs> Regular-chers. I love that the toilet being shown on film was so kind of salacious. Apparently, the screenwriter, um, I think it's Joseph Stefano, he wanted to push Hitchcock to actually shoot the film and make sure that the toilet was shot like because they knew at that time it had never been on camera before. And she flushes evidence down the toilet. He said – in order for me to do it, you have to write it into the script to justify why I would shoot a toilet. And he had to write it into the idea of... That's fair enough. Now, that was fair, but it was just like... But what I like about it is... There's a purpose to it, but there's There had so, never been a toilet shown on <clears throat> film. Only implied toilets. Right. Like, we only imply bowel movements and peeing. <laughs> right. Um, Until 1960, we only implied... <laughs> Implied Until 1960, movement. no one ever defecated or urinated. We only implied defecation. Um, but I, I love that <clears throat> it was such a big deal. And then it became the crux of how Lila and Loomis. Loomis? Yeah. Sam Loomis. Yes. Uh, how they find out that for sure she was there. I love that it's the fucking, it's the It's lynch. the toilet. They find a piece of paper. <laughs> There's no way. There's. A toilet in the first act, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's no shower. Yeah, like Sam Loomis goes. There's no. Um, there's no shower curtain there. And then is it Lila? Yeah, you said. And then yeah. she's like, "Look, there's some figures deducted from forty thousand dollars. It has to be too her. Coincidental. <laughs> she has to be there. You've sorted it, Sherlock. Huzzah! Does it still hold up? Absolutely. Uh... It could use a, it could use a buzz cut. It could use a slash. It could use a shower stabbing of about fifteen minutes, or a punch up. Oh, that's good because I put there about fifteen minutes. I said it's sometimes difficult to put yourself into the mindset of watching this movie like it was nineteen sixty. Dude, stop! That reveal of well, if the person you said Norman Bates was talking to was his mother. Ah, yeah, yes, that that's probably, who he, holy crap! That's who he said he was talking to. <laughs> yeah. Norman Bates' mother's been dead for ten years. That must That's have the good fucking sh- shivers up people's spine. Yeah, that was one of the other lines. You're like, oh, Mrs. Bates has been buried in so-and-so's cemetery. So for then the last did, 10 years, you're like, is she a ghost? What? Yeah, yeah, that's where I would look at that one. It feels sort of tame, especially with today's standards. But if you compare it to the other films that were released of the same year, you can realize how groundbreaking a film Psycho was for its time. Absolutely. The best way to watch Psycho is to disconnect from the world for two hours. Watch it at night. Turn all the lights off. Don't look at your phone. Keep your bathroom breaks to a minimum and just be in the moment. Do you smoke weed? Get real stoned. Yeah, man. Uh, Absorb the atmosphere and the beautiful, like stunning black and white cinematography of this film. That director of photography was sex. And just allow the master storyteller of Alfred Hitchcock to take you into his darkened world. If you watch Psycho in that way, I think you will look at the film in a different light. I agree with most of that. (laughs) It's hard for me to get past. It's hard to drop down to 1960. 
some of the pacing. Know. Yeah. If 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 we could shave some of the fifteen minutes of the, I'll just fuck it, dude. I'm I'm a, I'm an elder millennial or a zenial or whatever. I can't deal with some of the old school pacing anymore. Do you want to go back in time and watch the birth of the modern horror movie? Then that's what this. This is, is what this is. That's yeah. that's what this is. I wish I could have been there the first time this screened somewhere and been a part of. I've said it a couple times today. What it must have felt like to. Like I was there when when during the Sixth Sense, you were there for Blair Witch. I was there yeah. for Blair Witch. Yeah. So I so mean, I guess it's I it's guess in, the same in, way, in just, some way it's kind of similar, but both of those are supernatural. This isn't. No, this is not. This is. But I guess world. we didn't we didn't know, dude. When he comes in to the fruit cellar after he breaks free after he knocks Loomis out, and Lila's down there, and Lila turns the corpse around, and Lila sees that Mother is. A corpse that's been preserved for ten years. Yeah, the best he can. And he comes into the Norman comes into the room. Dude, that still scares the fuck out of me because the look on his face is like he's scared and terrified. But also, but he's also laughing and smiling yeah. at the same time. And he's it's got this weird exuberance. Yeah. Oh, dude, it, I've watched it two just two nights ago, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, and I knew that shortly after he busts into the room, Loomis knocks him over the head. Like she's yeah. she's not in any danger, as far as I'm concerned. Not at all. But he is unfucking hinged when he comes in there. It's and just that, like I've had to go back and forth too many times. There's been too many visitors to my motel. Too many visits. <laughs> not enough vacancies. Not yeah. enough time for Norman to rest. It's fucking eerie, man. Um, Twelve cabinets. Cabins only ten vacancies. For me, the true like Hitchcock is called the master of suspense for a reason, and in my opinion, this movie for the largest lets like loses that title, except for that final ten minutes. Yeah, when Sam kind of he doesn't corner Norman behind the counter, but he kind of gets him kind of hemmed he hits in him so, on the back of the head, right? And runs well, no, off, there right? no here. Uh, the wife's taking a nap. I thought I'd talk to you. Yeah. And then she sneaks around and starts looking around in the house. That's when the tension really gets like it's the whole movie has built up to this last 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah crux. And then he really starts fucking putting Norman's feet to the fire. Like, well, I think you'd want to get out of here. You know, basically calling him a loser and having known the ending by seeing so many parodies on TV and other movies, <clears throat> it does take some of the sting out. The reveal of mother turning around in the chair. You know it's going to be a corpse. You know, yeah, you know it's coming. But you always forget the detail of the corpse, and that must have scared the fuck out of people in 1960 because that's a fairly graphic-looking set of sunken eye sockets. It's the it's the swing of the light that gives her some sort of animation. Yeah, that's what's really it's, gets you. It's yeah, so yeah. good. One of the most killer, and it's still fucking the the visual effect still holds up to this day. I wouldn't even hurt a fly. And then the superimposition of the skull over it. just the just the Hitchcock the, didn't even like that. He was not completely. Yeah, he's sold fucking. On that. I'm sorry, oh, he's good. He's yeah. fucking wrong. Yeah, that's it a works beautiful so well. effect because it's almost seamless. Because it's uh, just the teeth. Yeah, over Norman's mouth, man. <laughs> and then it just and then bump, you see bump, the car coming bump, out of the of the swamp and yeah, then man. it cuts. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's so good. Here's a trailer for another movie based on Ed Gein. What happened was true. 
the most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. Rated R. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre opens today at theaters and drive-ins everywhere. <laughs> Boy, that's more current now because drive-ins everywhere. Theaters, not so much. Yeah, it did not open into a lot of theaters in 1974 when it uh, came out. It seemed like a movie that would be that would travel around in certain re- excuse me in certain regions. It did. Yeah, yeah. that's what it did. Kind of like how Roger Corman would release movies. That's it would just be regions that would travel around the country. Kind of. Roger areas. Corman movies weren't considered porn though. Right. Or yeah, this is I don't understand how this could be considered porn, but it, the X was seen regardless as it's X, just, it's right? A, it's the same as Psycho, man. It just gets it's into your brain that like they hang girl on a meat hook and they kill people with a chainsaw. Okay. Yeah, but you don't see her get hung on a meat hook. And you don't really see anybody get killed with a chainsaw? No, you just... It's implied. It's implied. It's just a little more punk rock than Psycho. Um, I have a theory. You arrange a screening in class of the greatest movie ever made, the 1973 Tobey classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Tobey. Tobey Hooper. Tobey Hooper. <laughs> Is there a reason why he says 73 other than it takes place in 73, according takes place to the in 73 range on the movie credits? Takes, takes place in 73, was filmed in 73. But, but it was released in 74. A year later, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to use that clip <laughs> as a... Uh, I thought about it when I was watching it the other night. I'm like, I'm pulling two things. <laughs> There's one other bit. Because this movie isn't really clip-worthy. No, it's Chainsaw. not. I have no clip for this movie. I have no clip. I have one other clip. But it's not this. Is it from Mac and Me? Uh, Anna Maria? See? Have you seen the movie um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. It is good? Oh, I gotta tell you, I love this film. It had passion and a plucky spirit. And, and the characters had integrity. Like when Leatherface went on that strict diet of human flesh, he had to cut out chicken and fish completely. Dave, I agree with you. I'll go a step further. Sure, Leatherface. He wore a mask made out of human skin and he hung people on meat hooks. But hey, we've all got quirks. I've got them. You've got them, Dave. That's what makes this character so, so compelling. Thumbs up from me. Same here. To sum it up, I'm Chainsaw. I'm Dave. We'll see you at the movies. I'm Jerry. I'm Bill. <laughs> this is six pack double feature. So that's he didn't all. The, sum it up at all. That's in all because you were wondering. That's all the clips out of the way, right? Yeah, I have nothing else. You took both the clips I was going to use. How funny! <laughs> I, I thought that might be the case. In case you have not listened to the we, summer school part of the regular uh, summer school and uh, regular season, three o'clock high. Those were two other clips I wanted to play, but chose not to at the time that we recorded this. Kind of glad you saved them. Uh, I would have used them differently, but <laughs> I didn't know how how or if you were going to use them, so it just felt appropriate. Uh, how old were you the first time you saw this movie? 24, 23. Okay. I was 17. I put 16, down here, 17. I'm like, first and foremost, this film feels like a snuff film. This movie feels like... Initially, the first time you see it. Uh, I feel like a person's first viewing of this movie needs to be like on a fuzzy, barely tracking VHS copied tape that has been copied like Fuck three that. times over a to 30, someone else. Or a 35 mil projection That you screen. borrowed from a friend that yeah. your parents don't like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you borrow that from Brock? Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie feels like you should... like. That's how you should watch it the first time. 
I agree. I can hardly make it out under the. I can't. First time I watched this, I had gotten into horror kind of. I was kind of like between high school girlfriends, right? And okay. just got into like a weird. I'm just, just going to check out movies. Face, like what's over here? Oh, why is this section of the movie aisle? I'm going to go in the T section. Seventeen. Well, no, it was like why is the horror section seventeen miles long? It's like oh <laughs> fuck. There's because a lot of these. Everybody and their brother made a shitty horror movie in the '70s and '80s. You know, the video- half of them. Is the reason is because of this movie. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about ripoffs later. <laughs> um, um, but I, I had discovered um, Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs on TNT, which is now the last drive-in on Shutter. Um, so I started checking out the horror aisle, and I kept coming back to this one because everybody knew the fucking title, Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Pretty... And but it sounded it had a stigma that came with it. And it's yeah. like you don't want to watch that. You don't. You, you're not. You're not ready for that. Trav, you're not a bad kid. You don't want to watch that. And eventually it's like, I smoke Marlboro Lights. Oh, yeah, I'm I eat kid. Taco Bell three or four nights a week. Seven layer burrito? Taco Bell? Not anymore. <laughs> not after I saw this the first time. <laughs> and eventually I got around to this and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking, all right. Like if I have to, I might even have rented two movies that night. I don't remember. But well, I definitely rented. Adventurous. I, I rented this thinking like, all right, if I, if I. This is not that long. It's only eighty three minutes. But if I, if it scares me too bad, I don't have to watch it. It's a VHS. I'm con- I'm manifest destiny, right? And I put it in. I got a tape rewinder that looks like a Chevy Cor- a Corvette six- fifty. <laughs> <laughs> a Chevy Corvette. <laughs> Most of us would just say Corvette, Nathan, but you said Chevy Corvette. And that's what <laughs> that's what sets you apart, buddy. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I got some. I, I did. I got a seven layer burrito because it was the last time I got a seven layer burrito, and I watched. You this. settled in. I did, and you I went. watched this movie, and I fucking love this movie. From and hate the, seven layer burritos. I don't. I don't hate them, but I just can't. I can't anymore without thinking of human Any, human barbecue. Which fuck it. I'll just get to this point of trivia. After seeing this movie, uh, Guillermo del Toro became a vegetarian. Mm. It, it switched him. But I felt very much like you after seeing this the first time. I felt like I had watched a snuff film, based on the film stock, the editing, the guerrilla style, the no holds barred camera work, the <laughs> the lighting, whatever lighting there may or may not be. Yeah, is this a? It just makes you feel dirty, n- sweaty. Because oh fuck, you feel the the heat. The Guatemalanness, the Guatemalanness of this film, the Tejanoness. Yeah, it's it's unsettling in that in that regard. But is this an annual like Halloween or yes. act, October annual movie for you? Okay. Annual, yeah. Does it have to be Halloween? Was this version watched? Um, was are you? Did you notate it by memory, or did you watch it? Watch Not it? only did I watch this, I, I watched so. I watched the last drive-in version, which added an extra hour to it, just as an added fuck you, bouncing Nathan. back and forth. With, like, talking about before they go back to the next... Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I felt challenged. Like I said earlier, I, I kind of let two or three movies build up before I realized Nathan and I were recording two specific episodes this weekend and realized that I had about 36 hours to watch some movies. And I told him I might record this from mem- or I might take notes on this from memory. And I thought, no, dear listeners, all four of you, that would be a disservice. And I couldn't do that. So I watched the greatest fan, the greatest harbinger, the greatest torchbearer of this movie present this movie on the last drive-in, and then I took notes on it. 
when I watched this for the fourth time, you've I think seen this, this four, four times. Four times. Okay. First time, meh. Second time, boring, or vice versa. One of those two were either boring or meh. Third time was last October. You said, no, no, no. Watch it again. Disconnect. Watch it as a, a film. As an independent a, film. As a film fan. Like, you love watching movies. I'm like, okay. How did that go over? The first note was, just like Fargo, this opens up like a film based off of actual events when, in fact, it's all fiction. Uh-huh. While loosely based off of Ed Gein. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Narrated by John Lorquette. Well, he doesn't Although, narrate it. He just, he he does, just reads that, right? Yep. Dude, he was paid for that? What? A hamburger. If you, if you had your close. If you're, no. Oh. If, if you're, you're getting further away from it. <laughs> if you had to guess. Taco. But he was, you're closer. Mm. Okay. Closer. What do you think? What do you think in 1973 he might have been paid for doing what Obviously. ended up being, nope, what ended no. up be, it might have led to a meal. <laughs> According to John Larroquette himself, he was paid a joint. What? <laughs> What's funny is, is listening to it now, it doesn't sound like him to me. I don't Dude, pick the first, it up at The all. first time I watched this. I don't hear it at the all. The first time I watched Chainsaw, I said, that's fucking John Larroquette. And I made a note to myself because I was 17 and I had more brain cells than I do now. And two hours later, I looked at the credits and I said, fuck yeah, Travis, you're right. That's John Larroquette, Travis. Don't ever let anybody tell you you're wrong about anything else, Travis. What was his character in Night Court? Dan Fielding. Would not have clicked at all. Never would have known. I only just knew that was a bit of trivia. You know what? And I've never been wrong about anything since. I'm sure. I'm sure that's the case. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, he he was an out-of-work actor. And was approached because uh, he was asked if he could do an impression of Orson Welles by Toby Hooper. And he said, of course I can do an impression of Orson Welles. All right, hold on. Let me grab my recorder. And then he did not do a good impression of Orson Welles at all. But he It's did, not bad. But he did, just, his, no, he did his best John Larry. Yeah, yeah. And he does the narration or the opening I don't crawl. hear. Yeah, I don't hear Orson. I don't hear a no, Orson he, of he just, he was, he was bullshitting his way into a job that he got paid with hopefully a big fat joint. An Orson of joints? <laughs> it would be a Larroquette of joints. Right. A Larroquette is one skinny Texas joint. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> you got a Larroquette, man? Uh, not on me, man. Be a lot cooler if you did. Can you pour me a Hitchcock of scotch? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Are we to... I'm, I'm to assume that the vandalism that has taken place at the cemetery is the... The hitchhiker, yes. It was the hitchhiker? Yeah. Okay. That's how I've always taken it. it. I always thought it was the family. I was not sure if it was Leatherface himself or if it was the entire family. No, to, to me, it's always been... But that makes more sense if it's the just cook the is The cook is just the cook, as they say I'm later. Just the cook. Uh, Leatherface is the house person, and then the hitchhiker... Is just the hitchhiker? He's the... But they're all related in the same way? Yeah. Well, there's some schools of thought that say they're all brothers. There's some schools of thought that say the cook is the father, and then Leatherface and the hitchhiker are the two kids. That seems more believable. To me, too. Yeah. Yeah. But the hitchhiker in my... uh, Or at least nothing more, uncle. (laughs) Or cousin. (laughs) They're cousins, you know. They could even be cousin brothers. (laughs) Uncle dads. Come on. Leatherface. You saw those teeth. Prosthetics, by the way. Was it? Yep. Mm. Anyway. And they don't look that, like, stand out, like, oh, those are horrible. But 
still. Awfully clean to be that dirty of a person. Mm. Okay. Because you know they don't take Leatherface at the dentist. Not wearing his mask. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> There's something else I wrote down here. I'm like, so when Franklin somehow accidentally rolls down the hill. After peeing? Out of control. Stop you real quick. Why doesn't he just pee down the hill? Why does he have to pee in a coffee can? Yeah. Well, while taking a leak into a coffee can, do you think that he ended up with a face full of his own piss before he fell out? I fucking hope so. <laughs> because I don't know what you know. I don't understand how, Mike, uh, I don't understand how he fell. Or how his his wheelchair just went downhill. Well, that the fast. semi came by and kind of kicked up Ar- some kick- abrupted the the ground. Like well, it kicked, it kicked up it kicked up a bit of dirt and really? it, it's sort of I don't know I don't know. But that that you're overlooking something. No, I'm not overlooking something. You are. You hate Franklin. No, I don't. Oh well, we'll I fucking later. hate Franklin. I hated Franklin I, two viewings ago. I don't hate him as much now. I wish Franklin was played by Chris Pratt. <laughs> That's how much I fucking hate Franklin. Whiny, cunt fucking character. I hate Franklin. I cheer when he gets fucking killed. You gotta wait like an hour before it happens. Well, anything worth doing is worth doing right. I hate Franklin. (laughs) Do you think this is why he is in such a foul mood? Because he had a face full of his own piss. (laughs) Or... Is it because he got his arm sliced open by a lunatic hitchhiker? Or that everyone seems to be inconvenienced by his disability? That is not Franklin's fault. So if you if you remember... So you still hate Franklin now? Because they're all inconvenienced because he's in a wheelchair? He's an invalid? I don't hate Franklin because he's an invalid. I don't hate Franklin you because... You hate him because... Yeah, so yeah. I'll hold the flashlight and then I'll honk the horn. Where's my knife? And then and then we'll go. Okay, yeah. then we'll go. Then we'll, no, just wait here. Just be logical, Franklin. I know you're scared. I just, know you have two wheels, but yeah, stay here. Here, check this out, Franklin. I know you're scared. Just say you're scared. If you just say you're scared, I'll have way more respect for you because right now you're being an asshole. <laughs> I just want to go fucking find my boyfriend and my friend and her boyfriend, and I want to get the fuck out of here. Well, I don't want to try to. You I don't can't find those other two. I don't want to push your big ass through the fucking brambles in the thicket <laughs> into the nothingness. I don't know where we're going into the nothing. <laughs> I don't want to push your wheelchair into the Werner Herzog of Texas. Okay. <laughs> the vast open nothingness. That's just funny. I, that's what I wrote down first though. It's like upon this most recent viewing, I've come to be sympathetic to Franklin's situation. His death is the most tragic. He gets the worst death. Him getting eviscerated by a chainsaw compared to everyone else because of the situation that he's in. I know he's annoying. I get that. Okay. I totally get that. Okay. Okay. That was there. Aren't you a little bit? Aren't you a little bit glad though that Sally doesn't have to deal with him anymore? (laughs) Not because he's an invalid. Not because he's in a chair. Because he's not screaming constantly like a big fat pig baby. Yeah. All that shit. No, he and they invited him. If you remember the dialogue, he says, "Come on, Franklin, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun trip." It's their fault that he's there, so I don't feel bad for them that he's there. So it's their fault that he's there, or it's his fault that he's there. Well, both. We all have choices, right? Right. They had a choice to invite Franklin. 
They didn't have to. And Franklin had a choice to go like, yeah, yeah you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll go hang out with you and your boyfriend and your friend. You and see boyfriend. me next week at the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Uh, how about, no, I'm going to go hang out with my friend Jerry and Bill. He becomes <laughs> the fifth wheel. He is the literal, literal fifth and sixth wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and seventh and eighth, really, if you want to get technical. No, I guess that's true. You can't steer anywhere without the sixth and seventh. If he, seventh, like, it's seventh and eighth. It's been talked about. He's is he's almost as crazy as the hitchhiker when he talks about the the uh, the the kill house in the in the, the slaughterhouse. The boom, they ram it. Boom, they ram it. Boom, they ram it. Oh, uh, what have I put down here? There is an art to the sound design in this film. Mm. To the point of making me feel very unsettled and very unnerving. Do you know what the sound it's, design it's, is based on? It's the sound design. It's also just the constant running of the generator. Generator, but do you, but the sound design, the soundtrack, because you know is, where you're at when you hear it. Well, it's too. it was it was based on only things animals would hear in a slaughterhouse. Yeah. Okay. Again, Guillermo del Toro saw this and became a vegetarian. <laughs> I would not eat meat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Have we gone over what doesn't work? We not are yet. we are long in this half. Sorry, gang. And that's okay. Inside the room that Pam falls into with all of the feathers and bones. The gallery. Is that what it's called? Uh, okay. It's, or it's, okay. It's what I'm calling it. It just doesn't feel like it's a room that's been set decorated. It looks and feels like a room of a real serial killer. Does that does that click it for you it doesn't feel like <laughs> it doesn't look oh like yeah that. this looks great bill go ahead and do a little more of this and this and this and it'll be perfect no it just feels like they walked into it like what house are we in i see what you're saying yeah and That's I, what I, mean. I i i agree with that now that you say it that way i never saw it that way what i always saw was the smell i'll bet it smells like okay peaches i may have talked about this on here before i don't remember there was a a, a butcher shop in town where I grew up, I was hanging out or I was staying at my uncle's for the day or whatever. And I wanted a Coke and he said, Oh, here's his 50 cents. Go down to juniors. It's two houses. Take her left at the alley. And it's just juniors. It's right there. I didn't even fucking know it existed. And I went in there and it smelled like death. And he had a fucking Coke machine in there, but that, that room looks like what it smelled like in there. Like cured roadkill. It's a touch of sweetness to it. A touch of leatheriness to it. Oh, okay. Like a like a like a Cured. touch of yeah, a touch of savoriness where it's like high and sharp, and like up, 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 up. I don't want to be here. I don't need to. Uh, I should probably just, uh, yeah. I should, I should go. I should have just had some water. I should, uh, I'm fat. Where's anyway. your hose? I'm gonna, yeah. Give your hose. I'll, I'll drink a, hose water from now. I'll have a coke, unopened, <laughs> warm. It gives me. It gives me the. Willies? It makes me feel. It makes me feel unsettled. And that's a word that I will you will probably hear <laughs> a lot through the rest of what we what we speak. It's a very important and repeated word, but unsettled for the rest of this episode. Unsettled or unsettling. Did you grow up anywhere near a woods or like a river, like a like a wooded like a wooded <laughs> no, area? Not really. It wasn't. Uncommon. I mean, it didn't. We didn't come. We we would come across that. In certain areas, but it wasn't anything that I was near or around consistently okay. as a kid. Like most people I know growing up, like it wasn't uncommon to be like fucking around out in the woods and there's like just a dead thing. Like no, a, for us it was. It wasn't uncommon to be around a beach 
like the ocean. Okay. But that was it yeah. Like, being around the woods in something like what you're expressing, no, nothing And we didn't fuck with it. I mean every now and again you'd poke it with a stick, but you know Usually you, didn't jump. Even no matter how many satanic spells we threw at it, it never came back to life and like killed people. Uh <laughs> But no, it wasn't uncommon to find like I mean roadkill for sure. But like you didn't you didn't fuck with roadkill. But like you didn't take the bones and do shit with them. Like make nobody a couch I knew. out of it. Make a sofa. Definitely never made a couch out of it. Not even a lampshade. I made a daybed. <laughs> it's got an extra cot under the bottom. It's a trundle bed. Right. It's just your cousin Sally. Don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> it's just your cousin Sally. Hold your breath and pull it out. It's a sleepover. Goddamn it. Just let it go. <laughs> do you have a favorite line? Plug your or, nose. Do you have a favorite line or favorite scene? <laughs> it's tough for me on this one because uh, there's not a lot of toe tappers. Uh, favorite line or favorite scene? The my favorite scene is the first jump scare where Kurt gets into the uh, gets hit in the head with a hammer. When the you hear pig, you hear like he's slaughtering a pig back there, and then he gets hit in the head with a hammer. When he walks into the house, or not necessarily in the house, but just farther back into that parlor or whatever you want to call it. And then Leatherface basically just slams that door shut every time. It just makes you go, Because there's no rhyme or reason to it. No, it comes out of nowhere. There's no build up to it. There's no, no it's there's, so, it's like there's, there's no there's, killer's POV. There is a reason why I should not feel comfortable here, but you don't know why. And then boom, and then Boom! Shuts the door. The lesson that I took from that was don't le- walk into a house without. That was the lesson that permission. my parents was a parent was the lesson my parents taught me way younger than Kirk was was don't fucking go into somebody else's house if without wa- being invited. Look, if he had watched Psycho, he would have known Arbogast <laughs> gets like slashed in the face and then falls down the stairs. Maybe if no one answers the door, I shouldn't go in. Yeah. I'm not a cop. There's got to be. There's a generator. I got to get some gasoline sound here around here somewhere. There's probably somebody here that's going to be cool with it. No, that's a great. That's a great. Uh, you called it a jump scare, and I'll give you that. It's it's it's, it's, it's a '70s jump scare. Yes, it is a '70s jump scare, but, but it's, it's still it's, there. It's still quite disturbing. Um, for me, I love that, and I tried to steer away from kind of the obvious. What my favorite line is in this is is more of a. <laughs> One of the two or three comedic lines. It's after there are three. Yeah, and they're all delivered by the cook. Oh, okay. It's when he <laughs> look what your brother's done to the door. He's pissed because Four he's people, running, because his brother has run the chainsaw, chainsaw through, through the door. That's funny to me. A favorite line I put down here: like, "Hey man, you ever going to that slaughterhouse room or, or whatever they call it?" The place where they shoot cattle in the head with that big air gun. No, oh, no, no. That air gun's no good. That, that, yeah, that gun's no good. I was in there once with my uncle. The old way. With the sledge. You see, that way he's better. They died better. They died better that way. That's Watching that, I'm like, all right. Okay, I know what I'm in for. Watching this one now. Uh, a favorite kind of... It's not a scene. It's, it's a real quick stab. Uh, actually, is it a stab or is it? A, it oh no, it's a jump scare. Actually, it's when uh, I think it's Jerry. Yeah, it's Jerry finds his way into the kitchen, and then he sees the deep freeze, the deep oh. freeze, and he opens the deep freeze, and, and then Pam's Pam in the deep out. freeze, and then she's fucking blue, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then she and jumps up and yeah, 
that's fucking creepy. That is creepy. What I wrote down here after several scenes, including a scene involving Jerry. So like I recently purchased the 4K like digital restoration of this film on Blu-ray. Nice. I never truly realized or appreciated the cinematography of this film and how many shots are just stunningly gorgeous. Um, specifically, three specific images. The first one is the sun rays popping out from behind the weather vane. Like you see the when weather vane and it's twisting around and just that... The first time the you see the weather vane? Through. Yeah, okay. I think yep. so. Yep. Um, the second is is the setting sun while Jerry is walking down the field to the house looking for Kirk and Pam. Okay, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, just yeah. It's real orange. Yep. And then the last is the... Uh, this, I'm assuming this is a sunrise because it's been all night. Is the sunrise shot of when Leatherface is swinging the chainsaw around. It's beautifully haunting. Yeah. It is like the coloring and just like this is I, this is the golden hour. <laughs> really, nobody gets to sleep. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful background, and then there's this ugliness. Yeah, in the front front of it. Of it. There's yeah. like this silhouetteish like imagery of Leatherface, but there's also the sun coming up and that warm glow of the sun coming up. And this, the juxtapose on yeah. this this fat garbage thing. I like wearing skin, but he also on has on face. a suit. He has yeah. on a suit, but then oh. he also has a chainsaw, and it's on, and he's already cut his leg. But it's okay because he's insane. <laughs> he doesn't feel this because he's insane. <laughs> Magic wand. <sighs> I have I have a good one. It I had to skip it again. Okay, my magic wand is I wish all of the characters, the kids of the characters were more developed. They were more than they just... Are little, they're not even two-dimensional. They're one-dimensional. They're not even they feel like, They feel one-dimensional, and it's bothersome at times. However, I get it. The type of film that it is, I let that go. But you don't hate their one-dimension. Like, no, I don't. Like, see, when I hear one-dimensional, I Sally think... Sally almost feels like a completely different type of... It's a different character from beginning to end, for obvious reasons... But it almost feels like a different person playing when that I, character. When I hear one-dimensional, I think there's the jock, there's the nerd, there's the sex fiend, there's the slut. That's it? Okay. But there's none of them even play that. They're just two females, two males, and then right. Franklin, whatever the fuck Franklin is. Like, they don't even have that much depth to them. I think they could, I think they could draw a little more depth onto those characters. Okay. So I'll give you that. All right. Let me ask you this then. Is there something that in this film that doesn't actually work? It's not that it doesn't work, and they kind of they kind of address it, but like, what a pain in the ass it would have been for Franklin to get around, yeah, or for anyone to help Franklin get around because there's no paved surfaces. And he even goes into the the whole thing when they get they first get to the the farmhouse when he's trying to wheel himself in. That's kind of what doesn't work for me. They kind of gloss over, and then especially when. Um, Everybody else is missing except Sally and Franklin, and they fight over the flashlight, and then she has to help him. I can't, and she finally flips the fuck out and says, I can't fucking push you. You know, A, you're too big, and B, it's fucking, you're, it's yeah. rough terrain. I can't, I can't push you. That's I get that. kind of what doesn't work for me, but at the same time, they address it, so. What I put down here is 
kind of in the same vein, but it's in a different direction. Like Franklin's Pity Party for One, when they first come across their grandfather's old house. It was grandfather, right? Not their father, but their grandfather. He said his dad owns it. Okay, maybe it was his father's house. Oh, your daddy owns that. Okay. I understand that that he's kind of the conscience of the film when you really pull back and look at it. He's, he's at least seeing he's the, at least maybe the voice of reason. Yes, he's the yeah. voice of reason. He's seeing the warning signs compared to everybody else. He's more concerned than everybody else. Sure, um, but when he screams, what I put down here, when he screams and spits raspberries at the ceiling, that sort of takes me out of the film. Turns him into a child. Correct. I understand. His, I identify with his frustration, but he doesn't necessarily need to present it that way. <laughs> sure. And then the other one is while it has been while it has the be- one of the best jump scares. There's no fucking way that those two, while in the dark, didn't hear the chainsaw before Leatherface jumps out of the and eviscerates Franklin in the dark. Yeah, you can't fire. You one gotta up. you gotta do this before you can and yeah. and yeah. There's no way you got for him to go. Did you hear something? No, and I definitely didn't hear a chainsaw running in the background, <laughs> running it like. 25 no, to 35 decibels. Franklin, that's a generator. Come on. Jeez. But he does say that. He's like, did you hear something? And then, of course, some noises make and noises happen. And then he gets cut into pieces with the chain. His death is the worst. I'll give you that much. Oh, kind of. I think everybody wanted it to happen. <laughs> They're going to hate the fuck out of Franklin. We got to really, we got to kill the, him. All the cast fucking We got to kill him good. He was, he was one of those fucking method actors yeah. and he stayed in character the whole time oh. and they all fucking hated him even fucking Gunnar Hansen that played the other face Ooh. met him a few years after the movie and was like oh no you're actually not an asshole you're a really nice guy oh you were just in character you were just in Franklin yeah you were just in character off camera okay so you were method acting as Franklin during the filming of Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> good for you buddy yeah alright so what is – do you have a favorite kill in this movie? There's at least more than two. Uh, my favorite kill is the hitchhiker versus the Mack truck. Yes! <laughs> that was mine too. I'm like, hitchhiker gets run over by the semi-truck in the film's climax. Because <laughs> it's, it's so, so it's, satisfying. It's satisfying. Yeah. Because you're like, dude, this guy is about – this guy's way short of anything <laughs> that you would compare it to. Say, mister, we ordered a, a pallet of bricks. Yeah, I ain't got no bricks. I just got this empty pallet. So you're not a few bricks shy of a little... No, I don't know what a, <laughs> what, no, what a brick. I'm an empty pallet of bricks. <laughs> I got this picture of head cheese, though. They die real you, good. You want to see this picture of dead head cheese? <laughs> you could pay me for it. It'd be two bucks. Is it a little weird that the dad like feels almost sympathetic towards Sally at the end? Like, I, I can't, I'm not, I can't take no pleasure in killing him. I know it's part of the business, but I can't. I can't take no enjoyment in killing. I'm assuming all of the meat in the barbecue was human. Absolutely. <laughs> what was the name of this barbecue? Something barbecue. Uh, I can't remember the that little I marquee. Didn't, I didn't see that. It said something. Oh, After all these years, I didn't see that. Yeah. So, all right, magic wand. Magic wand. Do you have one? That was mine. Was the kids felt too one dimensional? So flush them out. Okay, yeah, so flush mine them is, out a little bit more. Mine is similar, and mine is tell it from Leatherface's perspective. <laughs> it's Wednesday in Central Texas. You're batshit crazy, fucking dead skin mask, and these motherfuckers keep coming into your house every fifteen minutes. These <laughs> fucking hot hippies keep 
not just turning up on your property, but walking into your fucking house, man. You're trying to just get some dishes done, do some chores, polish the chicken bones, make sure that the fucking chicken bones and the, <laughs> the, the beef skulls are perfectly lined up on the shelf. And you don't want any fucking dust on them. You got to make sure everything's clean. It's about to be lunchtime. Then it's going to be dinner time. You got to make sure all the chores are done. Make sure the the Jenny Outback's got gas. Make sure all the extra gas tanks are full. And all these fucking hot pieces of TNA keep turning up into your fucking house. What do you do? They're fucking at this point. They're piling up, man. The freezer's already full. What do you do? You go on a rampage, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, you just get to a point when you have had enough and you cannot goddamn take it anymore. Is it weird that they spell chainsaw two words? Depending on how you look at it, it's, I will it's admit, chain space saw. I will admit that it has probably tainted the way I spell the word the same way Nirvana <laughs> has tainted the way I spell the word never mind. As one word? Mm-hmm. To me, it's... Oh, I get that. Now, I've always spelled never mind as one word, even though it's not grammatically it's, correct. <laughs> neither is chainsaw. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> if you could recast the movie... I'll be honest with you. Uh, Ooh, okay. I didn't. I couldn't recast this film because it feels like the less that we know about these characters, the le- the better the film works. You know. Here's what I said. That's the issue. It has to be no name actors. Okay. Okay. But so that said, just you and me. That said, no. But All that right. said, I did recast the cook. I almost put Jonah Hill in the wheelchair, and then I'm like, I can't recast this, and I was done. No. <laughs> It has to be no names for it to be totally effective. But if you want to recast this in a fun way, I did The Cook, The Hitchhiker, Leatherface, and Sally. Okay. The Cook. Christoph Waltz. (laughs) All right. Tell me he couldn't do it. No, he could do it. The Hitchhiker. Bill Skarsgård. All right. Leatherface. (sighs) You you got to be big guy physical. Okay. The Rock. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, Okay. Yeah, all right. Maybe maybe don't do overhead mask. Maybe do prosthetic. I don't know. He right. he could have done it. Sally, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, Westworld. Uh, pre Westworld, but yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, mm. that's it. That's if you're gonna ruin the movie and do a name brand version of it. I'm sure there's others that actually did the name brand version of it eight, seventeen years ago, but um. It, it was, would require us to care. What's her? Jessica Beale? Yeah. She's in it. She right. was in it. And then uh, Arlie Ermey was the sheriff in it. It was terrible. They did the same thing in that movie that they did to Michael Myers when Rob Zombie took over Halloween. They explained why. Why? He was crazy? Yeah. And it was dumb. Similar or equal film. I feel like if we're going in the direction of a snuff film, I would place it on par with the Blair Witch Project. Hmm. Found footage. Kind of. Okay. This one, this. I don't this hate is one that. Of, Yeah, this is one of the films that is typically more effective if you're watching it late at night by yourself in the dark. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But if you want the full effect of, I'm going to feel uncomfortable, it, well, this is the same way. Sure. That's how the Blair Witch affected me like most likely those that watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time. That's where I went in that. Okay. In that no, I, 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 don't, I don't hate that. So, yeah. Have you ever seen, I have a couple, um, because after this came out, it wasn't immediately, but within four or five, definitely 10 years, there were ripoffs, like blatant ripoffs. Um, there's a great uh, couple of movies. Again, uh, Last Drive-In, 
is the best place to find these right now. Um, actually, it's the first episode of The Last Drive, and it's called Tourist Trap. It's a Chainsaw Massacre-esque type. Chuck Connors is in it. I think it sounds familiar. He was Gunsmoke. Oh, all right. Yeah. Gunsmoke, yeah. A lot of masks. It gets supernatural, but it's sort of end-of-the-road place where the, the buses don't go kind of chainsaw massacre yeah creepy fun schlocky this bus won't run well that's because they're here to kill you late 70s <laughs> early 80s horror movie uh another one uh late 70s actually it's like 1981 it is called motel hell i've heard the title never seen it you should watch it it's fucking funny <laughs> it's uh the the female gym teacher from porky's and rory calhoun He's like a western actor same thing there's literally a chainsaw fight in it, like a chainsaw sword fight. Oh, it's great. It's fucking great. But it's 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 all they're all derivative of this. If you wanted to go sort of successful independent kind of scary movie, then I would say Halloween. Yeah. All right, I see one that one. one person or uh, uh, the vision of one or two people and then you kind of just fuck a studio you just make it happen. Halloween had a way easier road compared to Chainsaw, but that would be my, that'd be my, those would be my three. Would you like to hear some trivia? Six pack trivia. We already talked about John Larroquette being paid for his voice services, uh, which was reportedly a, a 15 minute session was paid for it. And his payment was a doobie and marijuana cigarette. <laughs> In 1973-74, what was he even known for at the time? Nothing. Okay. He was an unemployed actor. All right. That's was why he a Texas native? That I think he was from Louisiana, actually. Right. Okay. Um, I couldn't. I was just I'm, curious. I'm basing that on I don't know what. Nothing. Um, it may be truth. It may be wrong. Some je ne sais quoi. Uh, Marilyn Burns was actually cut pretty badly running through that underbrush during the, the Leatherface chase scene. The one who played Sally? Yeah. So a lot of the blood... On her before the dinner scene was actually her blood, just from cuts and scrapes and shit. Yeah, because it was dark and a rough terrain. Correct. It looked like it. Um, like I said earlier, there were actually no musical instruments used in the soundtrack other than oh. like the incidental music, like when they're in the van. Yeah. Everything Which else. Which was horrible. Out, out of everything. I you, love incidental music <laughs> like that. I think it's <laughs> so fun. It feels so cheesy and... It's like jazzy, though. Yeah. It's like they're not playing jazz stations in Texas. Uh, it's country and or Western. <laughs> we got both types of music. Country and Western. Western. Yeah, everything else was designed by Toby Hooper and um, the sound design guy to uh, approximate what an animal would hear in a slaughterhouse. Uh, Marilyn Burns' clothing was, uh, by, the <laughs> by the time filming was over, was almost solid. So rigid. With <laughs> it stood up on its own. From fake blood. Yeah. Ugh cooked in and all that um texas state troopers once said the hitchhiker caused an 18 percent drop in crime because people stopped picking up hitchhikers after seeing this movie <laughs> tits none none yeah sex none none i love that blood next to nothing minimal yeah it's almost the it's what you don't see. Just like Psycho. In that ki- especially in the kitchen scene where he fires up 
the chainsaw and you're like, oh God, he's going to cut it. Oh, he's cutting his head off, but you don't see it. And so it's all in your imagination. Yeah. They don't even, so assume, assume, there's not even blood spatter when he cuts yeah, Kirk's head off. Yeah. I think that was one that I almost wrote down that, that down as one of the things that didn't work. I'm like, there should be a little more blood in that kitchen than what there exactly. was by the time that, uh, that's why, that's what freaks people out so much about it. It's like, what's his name arrived? Yeah. It pulls, it's not showing you gross shit. It's making you see. see in your mind. Yeah, it's showing you what a sick fuck you have the potential to be. Ew, you're gross, and that's what scares people. That's why it's a beautiful. That's why Jaws works because you don't see most of it. That's why it's a beautiful work of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the two working titles. First one is Stalking Leatherface. Not bad. Sounds like a documentary title. Maybe twenty years later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other one was called Head Cheese. I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> Head cheese? Really? So gross. That, this inspired Ridley Scott to make Alien, which I've read has been called Chainsaw Massacre in Space. I don't see it, personally. In Texas, no one can hear you scream. Well, I can hear <laughs> Sally scream for like the last well, 40 no, minutes. Well, no. See, that's where you're wrong. In space, no one can hear you scream, yeehaw. Oh. Okay. The stars at night are big and bright. The first and only time Gunnar Hansen ever shaved his beard. The guy that played Leatherface. Yeah, yeah. I used to have... Was he not even in the quote-unquote sequel, correct? He was not seen... I don't remember if he was in When I looked up his part two. Like, profile, it didn't seem like he was even listed in part I two. I don't think which he is was. Odd. Um, I used to have somewhere, and it still is in this house, an autographed picture of Gunnar Hansen doing that very iconic... Uh, when he, after the third fucking hippie breaks into his house and he bashes her over the head. He's like, what's going on? And he sits down and he's with his head in his hands. Like he is just fucking distraught. I had a picture of that scene that he autographed at the Nashville uh, tattoo and horror convention back in like 06, 06 or 07. And I don't know where the fuck it is. Hmm. And I'm, I'm as distraught here as he was in that picture. <laughs> Because I don't know where it is. It's one of my favorite things that I own. Um, body count? On with the body count! Five? Five. I know that was slower, but I was having to go through it in the movie. So but. for a Halloween episode... So it's three, then we, it's Franklin, then it's the hitchhiker with the semi-truck, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, so we've done Psycho and we've done Chainsaw Massacre today. And our body count of the two movies between them is seven. I, I, I think that's fun. What no tits, I, no, no sex. No ass. No tits, no ass. Yep. What did I say? I sent you a message that said we need to, for next Halloween, we oh, need to next find year something we're going to Rob Zombie double feature or something <laughs> next year. Sex fucking in blood. <laughs> um, I'm like, so, oh, what's you, your favorite death scene? Uh, kill scene uh, in Psycho. I know there's only two. I didn't even have one in Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you mentioned it earlier. Now, this doesn't hurt him because he's insane from summer school. The chainsaw into his leg? Yeah. Remember when the chainsaw first drops on him and he, he screams? Yeah. That's a real scream because it's a fake uh, chain on the saw. Right. But then there was a metal plate on Gunnar Hansen's leg. But the, the bar, the chainsaw, which is – the bar is what the – chain spins around right um that was on the plate and it just 
rotated so much that it heated up the plate. It was hot. And it burnt him. So that scream is really him, and it's real. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I had no idea. The, the, the little cutting, in, yeah, yeah, the cutting yeah. into the flesh isn't real. So they were recording it <laughs> for reals. Put this on your leg. See if it hurts you. Okay. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> um, and that's all my trivia. There were no alternate castings because they were all cast from the University of Texas. I figured that was going to be weird. Does it still hold up? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yes. It took four viewings over the course of about 20 years before I arrived at the same place as you did in order to truly appreciate this film or what it is. Before that, it bounced back and forth between what I first felt is either boring and then unafflicted or indifferent, Mm -hmm. but finally to disturbing, unsettling, there's that word again, and absolutely brilliant in that respect. Um, this isn't a film I wouldn't, I don't think I would watch every year now that it hits those notes of, oh, this makes you feel uncomfortable. It might be as a lover of film and of, of just movies in general. I'm, I'm finally glad that I have added it to my collection, buying that Blu-ray. Uh, the horror of this film is the unseen carnage and it's, disturbingly realistic performances by the people who who are within Leatherface's family. That's where the horror is. It's not in what you see, it's in what you don't see and the environment that Leatherface, Leatherface lives in. That's the ugh. How do they get I, like yeah. how are there this like, many, how do they get that way? How are there this many cars behind the barn? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um it's like what you said before to evo- that art is to evoke some sort of emotion or reaction, and whether you're disgusted or scared or elated or fascinated or even unsettled, um, maybe even all of those, that's exactly what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre does, and it does it really well. <laughs> I agree. Did you watch any behind-the-scenes stuff on it? I did not. I purposely chose not to until after we okay. you should, talked. There's, there's a lot. The the suffering that the cast and crew went through just to make this. I've heard that okay, so it was difficult. Case in point, the dinner scene. Okay. Was shot during the day in Texas in August. So it was a, hot. During a heat wave. In a house that had no air conditioning, I'm sure. Made to look like it was night, so they had blackout curtains <sighs> over the God. windows, so there was less circulation. <laughs> the food on the... Uh, they, they shot it over like 27 hours. The food like started to rot. It started to like reek and stink, and everybody had been awake, deprived of sleep. That's gross. The when um, the hitchhiker cut Sally's finger, so Grandpa can suck her blood. <laughs> what do you? What how, do many, you th- how many times did they have to put that hammer in his hand before they realized oh, no. this isn't going to work? That's not even. No, that's what I'm talking. Just like just in general, <laughs> that made me think about one other thing. Like four or five, six, like times? five or six times. You're like, this is not going to work. Maybe we should probably. And then she escapes. But they they couldn't get the blood prosthetic to work right. Right. So, so she moved her finger and cut her finger oh. to make it fucking. <sighs> they probably could have said, "Dude, fuck this. I'm out of here. This is garbage. I'm not going to." But they they. <laughs> people they, don't people don't stick it out for they movies. toughed like, it out they did they don't do that kind of shit anymore like <laughs> where you think she might be safe and then you realize she's still not is also just that's as, i almost picked that as my favorite scene 
when she goes and she, she finally gets, she finally gets back to that gas station where the barbecue joint is, and and you're like, okay, he's hook is there, and you're he's like, weird, okay, but, but but he can't be that fucked up, and then he comes back, he's the goddamn, he's the voice of reason in that world until he isn't. No, he's the voice of reason in Leatherface's world. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Leatherface and he he fucking controls Leatherface and the Hitchhiker. That's what that 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 adds an extra fucking layer of oh shit, scary to it. It's, he uh, even warns them. He does warn them not to go looking around. Don't correct? go fucking around somewhere where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. In Texas or anywhere. She had admittedly kind of a freak out. <laughs> no. I can't imagine how. But you know, man, low budget filmmaking just be like that. Sometimes. What did I send you a message last week? Earlier this week, Lisa heard like, you like halfway through this when when it's like what in the world are you watching? She, like, oh, she texted you from the bedroom after sorry. Sally started her scream fest and asked like forty five minutes watching. in. The yeah. this movie is not even ninety minutes long. Forty five minutes in, she's asking what in the world I'm watching because there's so much and ah, and then I had oh I'm sorry I didn't realize it was that loud and I turned it down and then I walked into the room and said by the way I'm watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now I know. And it's been copied so fucking much, but it still fucking works. That's why it's been copied so much. That's why tropes of it have been copied. That's why it's been parodied. Just like Psycho. One of my favorite parts of this movie is it just fucking ends. Yeah. In that shot that you were talking about. It almost it, ends it as abruptly as Psycho does in some ways, but even more so in this one. Psycho ends poetically. This ends like they ran out of film. Like... All right, we got it. I'm out of film. Shit, really? Okay. Credits. And then it's just, (laughs) you find the nipple belt. Uh Uh-huh. Look at the hand gloves. By hand gloves, what they are, they're gloves uh, made from human hand skin. Does the bone room seem so creepy now? Yeah. That's what it's based on. To learn more about Ed Gein, visit your local library or Google (laughs) Ed Gein nipple belt. That's Chainsaw Massacre, kids. I hope you guys are having a great Halloween. I hope. It's practically November. I'm sure coronavirus has completely uh, been fixed since. Yeah, it's uh, been. It's gone. Weeks since. (laughs) Do you have a chaser over there? Chaser for Halloween. Oh, Jesus. Look at this wordy fuck. Sweet Christ. Better get it right. (laughs) Mrs. I'm not Travis is curious to know. I assume this is my wife. No, it's my wife because it's Mrs. I'm not Travis. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm getting dumber, dude. By the time I'm 60, I'm going to be 12. (laughs) Nathan's wife is curious to know that if you were in a horror film... Would you rather... Oh, no. This is a would you rather? Mm-hmm. Be an iconic killer that has their own franchise like Chucky or Freddy or Jason. Or be the unlikely hero, a la Ash Williams. Or, a third possibility even there, be a character that gets slaughtered in the most amazing, horrendous, memorable way <laughs> that you're referenced in screen lore and fan legend forever. <laughs> So, in context of this episode, would you rather be Leatherface? Would you rather be... Franklin. Well, no. Franklin isn't the unlikely hero. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Would you rather be Leatherface? Sally. Would you rather be 
Ash, I guess. Okay. Or would you rather be Pam? Because in my opinion, Pam gets the iconic kill in this by going the up on the meat hook. hook. Yeah, you anticipate that one every time you watch it and go, "That's gonna hurt so bad." Wait, 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 wait for it, in for it. Ugh. You know what that rig was? It was a rig made of pantyhose. Really? She could do it for about a minute at a time, according to some shit I read. Oh, man. So, again, if you're in a horror movie, would you rather be the iconic killer, the unlikely hero, like Ash, or have the best kill? Be the best kill. I know how I'd answer. You go first. You ever heard the saying, if you can ever be Batman, be Batman? You want to be the killer. No, I want to be Ash. <laughs> If you can be the victim or you can be Ash, always be Ash. I'm going to be Ash. Groovy. Groovy. I'm between the you unlikely be, hero and the, and you should the be death po- scene. You should be potato sack, dude. <laughs> I'm potato sack. Yeah. You so can, you would be. You would also either be Ash or the... Mm. Doesn't have to be Ash. You could be, you could be uh, Heather Langenkamp's character, Nancy, from... Friday the 13th. Nope. From nope. Night Round Elm Street. Nope. I'm getting dumber and I'm drinking a lot today. No, I'm going to be the killer. Are you going to be your own killer? No, With I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be Potato Sack. What's, what's your backstory? He was once a supervisor at Best Buy. And then he <laughs> left he, him behind the store for too long and got sack rot. <laughs> he lost both of his hands during a big Joe accident. And he grew 10,000 eyes. <laughs> Coming down. <laughs> Oh, the two of you that worked at Best Buy might get that joke. All right, so to sum up, you're the you're the Best Buy Phantom, Potato Sack, you're Big Joe, and the Shrink Stomper, <laughs> Big Joe the Shrink Stomper, and I'm Ash, Groovy Tubes, <laughs> Yoast. I'll gladly be killed by you. Hey, Gene, do they do Halloween in New- in New Zealand? I know it's not as big anywhere else in the world as it is in the U.S., but do you do it any kind of way? Let us know. Let us know future chaser questions. We didn't talk about that last time. Um, those go to lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, but we're not on Twitter. We don't do Twitter. Instagram. <laughs> you can find us. Just search for Six Pack Double Feature Podcast. You'll find it anywhere it's you look at, on your it's social at, it's at media six-pack. platform. It's at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast. At. Facebook, where at? Facebook, where six pack double feature. <laughs> Dick. If the people want to look at pictures of your new dog, Nathan, where can they find you on Instagram? Your movie, dude. Yeah. Uh, if you want to look at pictures of my old dogs, or food, or alcohol, or T-shirts, action figures, I am at Darth Holden. Uh, speaking of T-shirts, do you want a T-shirt? One of ours. They are eight dollars plus shipping. Stickers are two dollars shipped or free with a T-shirt. What else? Find us wherever you uh, listen to, like, and rate your podcast. Leave us a comment. I need time to recover. What are we doing next? We got a pick six of Thanksgiving meltdowns and freakouts. I should probably get work to working right? on that. Right? Working on right Boy, now. I hope these are edited by the time they're supposed to be released. If you quit interrupting me and let me just finish the housekeeping, <laughs> we'd be fine. Tater sack. All right, gang. 
fuck. Happy Halloween. I hope you guys have had a safe year as safe as can be. Hope it's been a happy year. Hope it's been a happy Halloween. Plenty of candy. I hope your masks have been plentiful, yet frightening. Uh, With at least a 95 rating. (laughs) Oh, God, at least. At least Halloween 98. Can you eat candy corn through it? No, you got to wash that shit. Got to sanitize. Candy corn is a it's hand. You candy. can't wash out Halloween night. <laughs> can't eat that shit every day, Fred. Especially this time of year, guys. Truly, stay up some more. And as promised, uh, at the top of the show, we said there'd be a special guest. Probably figured it out. It's one of our mothers. It's actually my mom. We talked to her for a little bit about what it was like to see Psycho for the first time and not know what the results or the twist were. So here you go. Hey, mom. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad to talk to you tonight. Yeah, good to talk to you too. How how are things in Indiana? Um, sad. Sad. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you how things were for you. Is it this uh, sad? They're sad. You're, you're <laughs> Nathan is about four five years older than me, which puts him mid seventies. I'm nineteen eighty. We both grew up in a world where we kind of feel like we knew how what the twist was in psycho correct we knew it was mother but we also knew mother wasn't really mother in psycho okay so like have you seen the sixth sense uh no i have not okay well, son are you you haven't introduced that to your mom i haven't (laughs) well i don't i won't ruin that for you but there's a twist in that movie and there's just at the same level as the psycho twist. It's like probably one for one like oh, okay. ratio right. kind of twist. What? So Psycho came out in 1960. You were eight. So you probably, you said you saw it when you were 12 or 13. So right. mid, mid-60s. Where did you see Psycho? Like drive-in? At the, in, drive, at the drive-in? At the drive-in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know kind of how it played out? Did you know that Norman was mother and mother was Norman? Did you know, did you think she was a ghost? What? No, I I didn't know anything going in. So what was that like? Uh, I I was pretty scared because uh, that just wasn't something that I'd ever seen on television. Uh, You know, uh, Grandma and Grandpa didn't watch scary movies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh, that kind of scary movie wasn't ever shown uh, on the Nightmare Theater that was on late Saturday nights on channel four that 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 the scariest they got was like you know the frankenstein movie and sure and uh, the wolfman that kind of thing and those weren't really scary you sounds know? like something your son would watch is nightmare theater i would fucking i would watch the shit out of nightmare theater <laughs> it, nightmare theater was absolutely wonderful who hosted that sammy terry oh was it sammy terry oh god yeah. love him yeah do you, do, you, do you follow him on facebook there's a new sammy terry Oh, no, I did not know Oh, that. you should, yeah, do that. Please throw some support his way. Okay. He's a lovely man. He's yeah. a beautiful, <laughs> lovely man. Well, the original Sammy Terry was just, yeah, he was, he w- it was just it was just awesome growing up watching that because, like I said, it, they were all campy things. Yeah, yeah. Know, nothing, nothing to be scared. But. He was, Nathan, he was like an Elvira-type crypt keeper guy. How big was his cleavage compared to Elvira? He wore a long, <laughs> he, wore, he wore a long cloak. You really couldn't tell. He was very modest. Yeah. <laughs> He was he was more a uh, uh, Bella. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when did the needle finally drop? For I, I guess I mean you're kind of 
half a generation removed from it because you you were a little bit older when you saw it at the drive-in. But like when the needle dropped, like when the when the sheriff tells uh, Marion's sister, "Well, Mrs. Bates has been dead for ten years. She's been buried mm-hmm. in so and so cemetery like, for the what, last ten what, years." Yeah, what, yeah. What did y'all think? You mean my, what was my reaction? Yeah, to that? Well, like collectively, you and your friends. I mean, you didn't go to the drive-in on your bicycle by yourself, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. We uh, somebody's parents took us out there, and then we took our lawn chairs you know, and sat outside and watched it. Um, we just kind of all screamed. Well, we screamed when the uh, uh, you know she was went looking through the house, and the she finds the. The dead mother, you know, sitting right, right. there, and we all, you know, jumped and screamed, but we all just kind of like, oh my God, you know, he was really his mother. And then um, at the end, when he's just sitting there, looking down at the floor, and then he looks up, you know, I mean, and that scared us. <laughs> that little, that little sneer that he does. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's that, creepy. That, yeah, that was that was creepy, and that stayed with me a long time. And, you know, I was only twelve, so sure. that stayed with me a long time. I'm only forty, uh, and it scared me the other night when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> he, it, I mean, it really wasn't that bloody. I mean, the the shower scene and that was only twenty five seconds, really. Um, but that's one of the best scary movies ever, um, just because it's just dark and and. And you know he's nuts, but you can't really prove that. He's but you nuts. don't know he's nuts until you know he's nuts. Yeah, yeah. You just—he's just—he's just creepy. That's what we've been sitting here talking about for the last hour or so. Is like we, like, how legitimate is it that it makes it scarier or freakier that the psychiatrist comes in and says that I wasn't talking to Norman, I was talking to Norman's mother. I love the bit at the yeah. end when, when Ted Knight opens the door and they take the blanket in and she goes, thank you. So I like a good um, psychological, and, and you know, and that's what this was more than it was, and, and that's the horror for me is like, you really don't know, you know. Uh, it's more psychological and less body horror. Right, yeah. right. It's not. Um, I mean, it's horror, but it's psychological horror. It's it's it gets into your mind, and 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 you don't know what's what's happening. And I think that's why I like the old, old black and white um, horror movies is because you know, you, and some of them are campy. You know, some of the really old ones, but but Hitchcock's are always interesting because he just had a knack of of. Uh, just he was just good. Hitchcock was probably in my top five best directors because he was just he knew how to get into your head. Yes, he did. He no matter what he was doing, he always had a twist of something. You know yeah. that he he, yeah. he he got into his movies. You know he was just so good. So, but yeah, um, I think it holds up well because it's just. It does. Yeah. yeah for There's the most part, it, that's where it we does. landed. That's where we landed. You know, there are people like that out there. <laughs> I was just going to say, so wasn't there a, a, a TV series called Bates Motel or something? Yes. Starring uh, Vera Farmiga and Freddie Freddy High Prince. I don't know. It's been a while. Okay. So did you watch it ever? I uh, watched like the first season. So did I. But I did not continue. It was the same it was to Psycho as the series Hannibal was to Red Dragon. Okay. It sort of took – it told the story, but it told it – Took the mystique out? No. Well, 
kind of maybe i don't know took some liberties and added some stuff and kind of modernized some things and added some characters that weren't there and just sometimes it's best to leave well enough alone sometimes dead is better yeah that's my best <laughs> nor'easter accent that i can do that's my best fred gwynn <laughs> ute what is a ute <laughs> <laughs> you do my cousin Vinny at some point i would do my cousin Vinny. that would be fun i don't know what i would pair it with at this moment but that would be fun to watch goodfellas goodfellas it's a joe pesci double feature (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right mom well i won't keep you because i know it's it's an hour later for you i i would ask that you do you watch two movies okay watch psycho 2 okay um it's it's a very good um Almost a retelling, also sequel, and um, watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, and watch it's it. Not as bloody as you would initially it's, think. It's all in your head. It it truly is. It's very Hitchcockian. They spent cinematography. <laughs> oh yeah, truly. It, they 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 cost it cost them sixty thousand dollars to make a movie that is almost fifty years old now, and people are still talking about it. Timeless. I think I probably have it on Amazon Prime, but in uh, I can. Both of them are probably on there since they're both so old. So, um, yeah, Psycho probably... Psycho Two is going to be on Stars, like on the Stars app. Like, remember the Stars channel? Uh huh. Yeah. We have that. Yeah, it's going to be on there. That's where I watched it. Okay. All right. Dad well, will Dad will hate both of them. I'm sure he will. <laughs> he doesn't like anything I like. <laughs> yeah, unless John Wayne's in it. Tell him John Wayne's in it. Okay, yeah. When does he show up? He shows up at the end. And then just let him just be pissed off at the end when he figures out John Wayne's not in it. (laughs) He's the one with the chainsaw. (laughs) Well, no, he's the one from Texas. Speaking of that, I'm going to find a a big box and get those cow horns. Oh, yeah. Nathan. They're sitting sitting on the kitchen table, and I keep thinking, I just got to get a box big enough to. My grandpa Herb Nathan had a set of Texas Longhorns. Right. Horns that went over like. Over a doorway to like the back, like a back little parlor. I don't know, like all the little... shit that was hanging in that room, that little parlor. Room. No, these are classily done. Oh, okay. they're on like they're mounted on like a little wooden thing. Right. Um, and when my my grandfather died about twenty years ago, uh, my dad got those horns, and then they just have been sitting somewhere in storage. Well, and I thought, you know what? I want those horns because I want to put them on my lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know we had them, and we and I remember. Dad, I remember that you had them. That horn. <laughs> <laughs> On my lawnmower, they're going to go. <laughs> Ride them, cowboy! <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, we'll have fun with your. Thank you, Rose. Okay, thank you. Love you. Hey, have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye, mom. Happy Halloween, gang! Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. We will see you in a month. Stay off the moors.